What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Hard Count. I'm your boy, Anthony, always as joined by CJ, my boy. What's going on? Tony, what's going on, man? How you doing today? You know, I'm still... CJ, I got a question, very important question for you, actually, now that I think about it. You got the Xbox same day as me, bro. You got any updates on it? Nah, I just see the same thing. Bro, uh, same the thing, bro. Preparing, preparing your order. Preparing so, order, April 9th. Yeah. Walmart out here got me messed up, bro. I don't yeah, appreciate man. it. They might be scamming the kids, man. Yeah. If they, if they did, they got me. They got a they got a rack out of me. So sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, sheesh. y'all paid up a pretty penny for those things. Well, I got two. Yeah, he got two, man. So He's a big ball over there. No, you know? whoa, whoa, whoa. That's down. unnecessary. Got, that's a, no, that's no, no, unnecessary. I'm reselling the other one, bro. I'm reselling got, the other one. He got five shows, Caleb, you know? So, you know, that money's you know. coming in. He got five shows. <laughs> <laughs> that, that bread's coming in, you know? You know, buy some merch, all that. But speaking of it, Caleb, our special guest, our little, you know, our Mel Kuyper Jr., as I like to say, of uh, of the USN world. Or, hey, listen, you feel, I don't know, whoever you want to be. You made a little face, uh, but whatever. Uh, I'm definitely not Todd McShay. That's that's definitely out of the question. So uh, I, I don't know. You know what? Both you're Caleb. Are, that's who you both, are. Yeah, both you're of them. I'm, I'm, I'm one and only um, one of the hosts of Saturday Standouts, Rocket Bike Gear here with uh, Sam Daring. Unfortunately, not able to join us tonight. Um, he was originally going to be able to, um, but, you know, he's traveling and whatnot, and then he's, you know, doing something else tomorrow, which Saturday Standouts is getting pushed to Thursday. So if you guys are tuning into that, we're going to be going over cornerbacks. It's going to be a fun time, but – um, later in on hard count, we're going to be going over uh, my mock draft I just put together right before the show. Um, little interesting things going on. I'm sure we'll get into some of them, you know, right before, you know, we get into that and stuff. So um, I'm excited. Thank you guys for having me on, and I'm uh, looking forward to getting going. Yes, course, sir. And, yes, sir. And, of course, Eli, back again. Our resident Eagles fan. What's good, bro? Just here, just struggling. Struggling. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That does seem to be the, the struggle bus recently. But, of course, before we get into the show, got to shout out the sponsors as always. So, if you're into the betting world, mybookie.ag, use code USM100. It doubles your first deposit up to $1,000. Baseball season is right around the corner. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, so, make sure you get your bets in for that. The NBA is going on right now. We obviously still have March Madness, the NHL. Listen, if you want to bet on something, my bookie has it. Go bet on, like, Korean ping pong or something like that. I, I don't know. Do whatever the hell you want. Uh, but mybookie.ag, USM100, doubles your first deposit, as I said. Next up, we have RX Hemp, RX Hemp USN. You know, I helped my brother move yesterday. I could probably use a little RX Hemp, you know. Connie Moving Services are officially closed. Don't ever ask me to move, bro. I'm not helping you. I'm sorry. I don't care. Listen, even family now, I'm saying no. That was a struggle. Getting couches up and downstairs, never again. Uh, but check out RxHemp, RxHemp-USN, saves you 10% on your entire order. Next up, we have the Patreon. I love the Patreon. $1, you're just supporting the squad. $5, you get into a gift card giveaway. You get 10% off the store that I'm about to get into, and you get access to our Discord chat. You know, we're talking about everything, you know, games, music, life, sports, obviously, so make sure you check that out. And then, of course, the $10 tier. You get everything I just said, except the 10% discount you normally get goes to 20. And you get entered into our signed jersey giveaway or signed memorabilia giveaway each month. This month is David Montgomery for all you Bears fans out there. Uh, 
Last last month we did Keenan Allen. You know, we'll keep changing it up, different sports, obviously. Uh, you know, throughout the year. So make sure you go and check out the ten dollar tier. And then finally, the Teespring store. Teespring.com slash stores slash unwrapped. Make sure you go check out the merch. USN has its merch as a network. And then if there's a show on the individual lineup, you know, like the one you're watching right now, we also have merch. Put a little money in the pockets. As you can see, Caleb is repping his Saturday standouts merch. Uh, Hard count. We got ours. Backstop banter. Gen Z. I could go through all the shows, but you guys know it by now. Of course you do. But with that being said, let's get into it. Let's get into some exciting NFL things have been going on, you know, recently today. It's official, boys. We're gonna—I mean, we are gonna get into the draft, obviously later. That's why we got Caleb. But we'll get into some NFL stuff first. It's official, boys. We're getting our seventeenth team. There's no more eight and eights. There's no more nine and sevens. You know, Jeff Fisher would be sad. Dallas Cowboy fans, <laughs> you guys are a little sad. Can't go eight and eight anymore. But what's just you know, CJ? What you think about this seventeenth game? Uh, it was bound to happen. Originally, they were talking about 18 a few years ago. Um, I know that the beast, they just want the money. It's all about the money at the end of the day, getting that revenue. Um, I feel like it helps the players as well. I mean, again, you know, they signed off on the collective bargaining agreement. So you can't – and I'll, I'll just I'll just go right back to the, to the second topic and just combine them. Like, you can't get mad at the NFL for wanting to push this because, again, you signed off on it. Um, you should, you should, if you, if you want to blame anybody, blame Demora Smith. That's your rep. That's the person that represents you. <laughs> that's the person that's there with you. Um, that represents you when you in these meetings with Roger Goodell and the owners. So, um, if you wanted something changed in this, in this CBA, that should have been something you should have talked about. More guaranteed money should have been something you should have talked about. Uh, the owners have a 40, 42, I mean, 52, it's 52, 48 split between the revenue right now. So, I mean, obviously, the owners are going to make more money. So, I feel like and it's just players. I mean, the players, they could add in that extra game. You know, they could get a couple more catches, a couple more touchdowns. That could get them some more some more bread in terms of incentives and things like that. So, um, and obviously adding another team last year to the playoffs also helped. So I'm, I'm a fan of the move. I mean, more football. You know, we're all fans here. So uh, I'm not against it. Um, I, I think eventually we'll see. We'll see 18 team. We'll see 18 game schedule. And then we'll probably see eight teams in the playoffs. Um, probably in the next Probably, probably by the next uh, CBA. Yeah, I, I mean, it's intriguing that it happened. I, I wasn't expecting it to happen, you know, today. But, you know, out of nowhere, it just kind of dropped within in the news. It was, you know, interesting to see that that going on. Um, I agree with CJ. You know, I, you know, you can't complain as a player. And I really haven't seen any players, you know, complaining or pitching that much. So, um, you know, maybe no, they're, they're okay. beef. Okay, that's whatever. That's fine. What one guy? Um, but I mean, anyways, I think this is more geared towards a move to limiting that preseason down to three games. Um, you know, I think that's something we might see come out of this, so that one game means something now instead of it just being a preseason game. You know, like because teams can still do that, right, and probably make playoffs as long as they can go on a run. They can give away that extra game in the regular season. Um, so we'll see what they do with that because I think that's a possibility of what can happen. Uh, I mean, me, I'm I'm not a fan of uh, this uh, 17 game season. Coming from a Eagles fan, which was rattled <laughs> by injuries, so you know that uh, injuries is a big factor. So 
17 games, I feel like, is very strenuous on the body, extra practices as well. So I, I believe there's going to be a lot of more injuries this season, probably a, a record-breaking number amount of injuries because uh, the players have to get accustomed to those type of uh, – the games are like – if you play contact football, it takes a toll on your body. So I think uh, a lot of players might start to like, you know, I guess there's going to be more injuries like turf toe, stuff like that, and it's just, it's going to be rough on the players. Uh but money-wise and record-wise, I feel like it's going to be a great uh, season for stats-wise. A lot of records might be broken. You know, more more games means more touchdowns, more passing yards. So that's a good thing for the NFL. But on, from from a player standpoint, I wouldn't want to play 17 games because six uh, is 16, and then you know playoffs is it's a lot on the body. So we'll see how it goes this season. To be honest. Honestly, I didn't even think about you know what you just brought up, Eli, with the fact that some records and things could be broken and this is just a whole separate conversation, but do you like, like they do it in baseball, you know, there weren't always 162 games. So when players would break the old records when they were playing, like, I think they used to play 154, they would be like, Oh, well, the record doesn't really count. You're playing those extra games. Like you guys, like say Adrian Pearson, if he had that one more game back in that, back in that one season, he was shattering the record. Basically, probably by over a hundred mm-hmm. yards. Well, I mean, you you take, good. Are you going to take anything away from these records? Uh, I mean, not, not me, not really, not mm-hmm. really. Um, I mean, for players like Frank Gore, that's just <laughs> yeah, there just to break records and hold his record. You know, that's that's it's great for him, but it's like it's 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 I I, I mean, feel like a lot of people. Brady is a lot of people nowadays. Yeah, keep going. You keep breaking it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so so it's it's great for like older players that are still in the league that are still just keep breaking records. I mean, it sucks for people like Drew Brees. It would have been amazing a couple years ago if if they if they put it to eighteen games. But now it's just like you're gonna see players like Pat Mahomes just crush records because seventeen game season. He's still in his. He's still young. People like Deshaun Watson if he gets to play in the league again because we don't know what's what's gonna happen with that. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's going to be great for young QBs, young promising QBs. They're, they're going to break a lot of records. Like, it's going to be crazy the amount of records that they're going to break. So, but no, the I mean, they're going to be like, damn, we, we had 16-game seasons. It's yeah. not fair. Yeah. So. I mean, that's definitely something to think about, and that's definitely going to happen. You know, I mean, obviously, the longer season, you get more chances to pad your stats and all of that nature. But in in terms of how we view it, you know, from a fan perspective or people who pay attention as analysts and things of that nature, um, what do we judge players off of? Championships, right? You get a championship, your you know level in our minds go up, like as a value to a team or an you know, organization or whatever it be. So maybe like the stats aren't going to matter as much. You know, we're just going to start slowly forgetting about them as much because we're there's the league is now gearing it towards what the fans gear it as, you know, it's championships. You want to win a championship, you get all the incentives, but they get the money out of it. So they want that too. So that's kind of, I think it's just heading more and more money wise. That's it's just revenue that they're going to continuously bring in because NFL is the largest sport in America, the most popular sport in America. Uh, So I think that's an obvious move for the NFL. The players agreed to it. That's the deal, you know, at some point you revisit that, you know, your contract expires at a certain point and that'll happen, but we're going to see a totally different football. I agree with you guys. These stats are going to be stupid. Somebody's probably going to throw for like 
6,000 yards or something crazy at some point in, in a season. And we're just going to be like, Jesus, Christ, what is going to, like, what is going to come for that? And uh, it'll be interesting because I, the injuries are going to come into play. Players are going to get upset. Their careers might be ended um, because of the length of the schedule or things of that nature, but we'll see what happens with it. It's going to be interesting. That first injury that happens week 17, like God forbid somebody tears their ACL week 17 and all of a Especially sudden if they're on a contender. What if they're on a uh, contender and then like you're screwed. Right. Like that's, I think, I think that's the thing that is going to get everybody going. You know, it's, and not even a contender, honestly, I feel like you're going to see like in a weird way, it'll be like some, a good player on a terrible team. We'll just go with the Jags. Like, what if this year Trevor Lawrence gets drafted by the Jags, which he's obviously going to do, goes out there week seventeen and tear something? That the first thought. I mean, but that happens. Gonna have, that happens. No, no it does. It does. But Joe I'm, Burrow. Joe, Joe Burrow was halfway. Joe, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was halfway through a season, and the same. And that happened to him. So I oh, mean, no. you can't really. I I do. That happens. Also. Certain positions will be valued less, like the running back position, all that wear and tear on on. on oh, a yeah. That's something that's gonna. That's like imagine Saquon. Like I, I believe Saquon's value is, is kind of going is gonna go down, especially coming off of an injury. And then he has to yeah, play. I, tra- I traded him away in my dynasty league because so of like, the injury. Like wear and tear. I, I believe a lot of players are gonna. We're not gonna see those huge, huge, long contracts. We're gonna start seeing shorter contracts because. It's 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 very like it's you're you're very unsure of of what you're gonna get from those players for for multiple seventeen game seasons. It's it's like it's it's very it's a it's a gamble, especially at the running back position. So we'll see yeah. how that. Do you think yeah. that's part of the college game moving into the pros? Yeah. So. Because the shortened yeah. contracts where it's kind of like a transfer, like you get that short mm-hmm. contract, you can go wherever you want to in a short period of time, like. Same thing when it came comes to college, but it's called a transfer or whatever. So, I mean, it, I think that's just more of the college game moving into the NFL. I, I mean, I haven't looked at it that way until now, but it's very interesting to think. No, it's, it's true. I mean, just my, my previous point is like I, I don't have a problem with the 17th game. Listen, like I said, you put an extra game in front of me. I'm, I'm a stupid kid who likes football. I'm going to sit there and watch it if, if it's – you know, only the Jets versus the Jags week 17. I'm going to sit there and watch every football game that's available. But, I mean, you know the, like, annoying football fan is going to be like, oh, week 17, my quarterback got hurt, and now he's out for the year. Like, you see, like, that's what they're going to do. That's going to be the first complaint the minute something like that happens. And I just don't think I'm prepared for it. Like, I'm really not because I'm going to have to be getting – I'm going to be out here having to get into Twitter fights. I'm going to have to have CJ – Come over and be like, yo, Connie, calm down. We got a show to do. I'm going to be all mad, you know? It's the nature of the beast, bro. It's the nature of the beast. Again, like we, like all like all four of us have stated, they signed off on this. Um, again, if you're mad at anybody, be mad at DeMar Smith at the end of the day. That's, your, that's the guy that when you walk into the building and represent y'all when it comes <laughs> to talking about the money and, and what needs to be done, that's the guy. When all these players come out, like all these players, they always they always blame Goodell and this should be this way, this should be that way. I hope they're sending that same energy to the, the, the representative of their of their player union. Because I don't feel I don't he barely gets talked about. He doesn't get talked about at all. Like and, I and don't you, even know who he is. And you know the I thing I know is him too. when it comes to lock when they talk when they start talking about lockouts and things like that, that's mm-hmm. where his name comes up. But other than that, it's like it's I don't know. And, and that's the other thing too, is is the fact that 
like they their collective bargaining agreement they just re-signed it like this is locked in for yeah. 10 years yeah yeah like so you're not all of a sudden gonna be like you know what well, we really didn't like it this year it was kind of a trial run no thanks we'll go back to seven to 16 like that's not happening so if you really got beef like like you said demore smith get him on the phone you know you know and cry about it to him i mean but the other thing too is they also did the players got more of a of an ad revenue share in this as well. So like you're playing that I mean, one extra I mean, game, but you're also getting play. the cap up to like two hundred million dollars. Right. So exactly. I mean, let's that's, the that's the trade off. Yeah, that's the trade off. Yeah, it, it, it's exactly where it goes back to the money part. You know, it's all revenue. No matter oh, yeah. what side you're talking about, the players want more money, the owners want more money, and the best way to do that and and what they can agree on is whatever, and that's between them. You know, if if you don't understand what the terms of the contract were and you're the only one bitching about it, that's on you. You know, you got to go and read that. Listen, and you gotta, I, it's I a job for you. It's your work contract pretty much. Like it's in your contract. So go read it, read it. Well, and if you didn't read it, you saw the money and you're just like, I'm signing this bitch anyways. That's on you. Right. <laughs> I'll give you the perfect example. 100%. The, probably the greatest baseball agent of all time is Scott Boris. I mean, every client that man has signs like a $300 million contract. One of his famous quotes is, when they tell you it's not about money, it's about the money. Of course. So every, listen, all these sports leagues, you know, we don't want to do this. And then, you know, say, okay, well, we'll give you an extra million dollars if you want to play the game. And they say, oh, you know, it might not be so bad. <laughs> you know, so it's all, it's all this and that. But, I mean, the players are going to be fine. They're going to adjust to it. Uh, if I'm them, am I the happiest camper in the world? I mean, probably not. I mean, like you said, it's, it's an extra game. It's more practices. And, you know, the famous thing about football is, you know, they always say every game is like getting into a car crash over and over again. And you've got to do that for an extra week. So it, it might suck for them a little bit, but this is the world that they're going to live in now. If you got to change up, you know, maybe those veterans, you know, sit out more practices now, maybe – you know, the rookies sit out a little a, a practice here or there. Now, maybe you don't practice every you know single day. You got to preserve the body because, you know, the thing that interests me the most about this is it's a 17 game schedule. But the, I mean, and if I'm wrong, correct me. They didn't add another bye week. Um, I don't think so. I because like that, because that yeah. was the big thing, too. They were like, <laughs> listen, if you're at another game, you want another bye week. See, that's and something they should have they should have talked about. Exactly. I, 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 I agree with you. Maybe they use like I mean that's where I go back to the three game preseason. Maybe they use it and take that away and then add a bye week in there somewhere so uh, that it's not see, even longer. Because even the bye, even adding an extra bye week adds another week on to the NFL season. You know, see here, you can't get here's, here's my thing week. too. Here's my thing. Yeah, that's true. That's They're true. probably going to add this extra week onto the end of the season. So if you yeah. added an extra bye week, you could have added the week to the front of the season. And which you would reason, ultimately, but. It, you would still but teams still have to be played, right? Yeah, nineteen right. weeks. That's a nineteen, right? Right? Oh, no, no. Am I right? Am I right with that? Weeks. Or no, no I'm at eighteen. It would be an eight, eighteen, 18. Week. Yeah, eighteen. No, no, I understand that. NFL schedule. I, I don't so think, why? I, don't think the I think maybe that's what they might be moving towards, though, is getting rid of that third preseason game and then putting the buy in there as an extra week. Right. I mean, yeah, it's possible because obviously this extra game now they only play three preseason games instead of the four. Uh, the weird thing with the NFL, and you know, I was listening to the, you know ESPN radio today too, is like they refuse to go up against Labor Day weekend 
which I mean, I also don't understand because like the NFL will literally take on anything. They play on Christmas, bro. Like they yeah, play on Christmas. They play whatever day they want. They go against any sport they want, and they're scared of Labor Day weekend. Like if you move the season up, like I said, that, that's why. What's I on think Labor Day you, weekend? You have the, nothing. It's just Labor that's Day. Right. They just refuse to play during it. That's why they move I work, the season. I work on. Up. I work on Labor Day. <laughs> they, bro, listen. That's the NFL <laughs> problem. They just literally will not have games Labor Day weekend. They ne- they they moved away from it because I was listening to the Raiders today. They used to start the season in like August and they moved it to September because they're like, oh Labor Day weekend. We can't, you know, compete. I don't know. I like, don't know. But yeah, I, I don't think, know. I just think yeah the practices are gonna be limited and they don't they already don't really use a lot of pads anyway. They don't really they're just really just stumped. They don't really they're not heading like back in the day where it's just going crazy in practice and then in the game it's like it's it's easy because they're practicing the same way. It's it's a much different game now. You soft softer. You could you, know, you could call it that for sure. So um, this teams just gonna have to be smarter with how they approach practice, um, for, especially like you said for veterans, for these older guys. Um, take a couple of days off throughout the week, heal up because we know what you're gonna produce on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. And you know, speaking of things that got interesting. There's all, we already got some uh, NFL draft trades. Now I'm going to be careful with this topic because I don't want to. I don't want to ruin Caleb's mock draft that we're on. Very no, you can you can ruin show. them. Yeah, I mean you can oh, ruin no. them. I mean, we, we'll so just glad. talk about we'll just talk about other things in the draft because of course, no, 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 of course. So San Francisco moved up to the three spot in the draft. Miami originally had it. Miami then got the twelfth pick from them, but then they moved up to. To the sixth overall pick with Philly. Philly now has a 12th pick. So after everything, you know, gets done, the 49ers have the third pick. The uh, Dolphins go back to the sixth pick. And then the 40 – no, not the 49ers. The Eagles are at the 12th pick. Even I get confused, okay? If I did a bad job explaining that, Adam Schefter does everything a lot better than me. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just, just, you know, the reaction to it, obviously not just, you know, the San Francisco trade, but, you know, obviously the Eagles and, and the Dolphins, you know, Eagles moving back, uh, the Dolphins moving back up. Uh, CJ, what was your just reaction to everything? And, you know, you got any you got any idea what position, what player they might be, you know, each team might be going with? Yeah, I feel like, well, San, Fran- San Francisco, definitely they're going to go for a quarterback. Um, they, they obviously don't believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be their quarterback for the future. Um you know, you don't make a move like that and, and don't go anywhere else but but quarterback. So they see somebody um, that they've been watching, they've been scouting, they've been looking at over the past few months, and they feel like they want to make that move and, and, and jump over teams like Carolina, um, uh, a couple other teams, maybe New England as well. They're down at 15, so um, they they want they want to make that move. So I think I, I don't I don't know who who's going to be. That's uh, a lot of talk. Kyle Shanahan's really coach. An array of different type of quarterbacks. Um, Matt Ryan more in the pocket. Matt Schaub in the pocket. Kirk Cousins can move around a little bit. Um, so RG three, you know, back when the, for his rookie season. So uh, it's 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 really a wild card. I have no idea. A lot of these quarterbacks that are, that are coming out in the draft have a little bit of a mixture. A lot most of most of them can really run outside of really Mac Jones. So um, people people have, <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not the most he's not the most mobile guy. But again, like I said, Shanahan can adapt to, to any type of um, any type of quarterback, any type of style. So that's that's how great he is as a as a play caller. 
Um, so, and then for uh, Miami, got to gotta rack up on picks. Got to rack up on picks. I think it was smart by um, Chris Greer and uh, Brian Flores to be able to just get, get more assets as possible. Um, continue to build around Tua. Got to get him some weapons. You know, everybody's like, people have been down on, on Tua already. He's only played like, you know, four or five games. Want to see a little bit more. And, and with, with with the right weapons around him, then doesn't have a really true bell cow at running back. Is Devontae Parker number one receiver? We don't know. We'll find out. So I think they're gonna get a I think they're gonna go get a wide out with that six pick right there. I think that puts them perfectly in position to get either one of the Alabama guys or Jamar Chase. And at twelve for Philadelphia, same thing. Don't have a lot of cap space. You're paying Carson Wentz still off the trade. You need as many, many picks as possible to try to rebuild the franchise. I think it was. I think it was one of the one of the smart moves by <laughs> by Howie Roseman. I know he gets. I know he gets. He's getting killed every day by Philly fans, but uh, that's, that's the right thing to do. You got to got to be able to build around Jalen Hurts, and you know they, they've they've said that they you know want to build around him. I think it's smart. It's, you know, you yeah, that they're not sure. If they're not. Sure. I mean, well, they're they're not paying him a lot. You know, he's a second round pick. So, so they were originally they were originally trying to move up to that three spot. Yeah, oh, they want to move up to three. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, they wanted to move up to three. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> I think that at least at least they're getting at least at least they're trying to get as many assets as possible. They have to build. They have to build that team. You know, um, they don't have a great secondary. The linebacker core has always been an issue for the, for the Eagles. Me and Eli have been talking about this for like almost a decade. So um, <laughs> they got they've been struggling with that. Once VP, Run- baby. Yeah, when, <laughs> they need a wide receiver. They need a true number one. They don't have a true number one. Is it Fulgham? I doubt it. Um, Ertz, Ertz is you know he's still good, but yeah, he's probably on the way out in a year or two. Might get traded. So um, yeah, just just rack up on picks now. Is do you trust Howie Roseman to draft the right guys? And that's that's the question. <laughs> Shout out to you, Kwando. What do you think about everything, Caleb? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll relay it from 49ers. I think they're definitely going up there to get a quarterback because they don't trust Jimmy G like CJ was just saying. Um, I think they go with Justin Fields. Um, I think that's who Kyle Shanahan's kind of watching now, especially after we saw, um, what happened on Twitter with him and <laughs> when Mac Jones threw the ball and like overthrew the guy. Yeah, he, he overthrew his guy. The guy uh, running triple options at the pro the camera, the camera immediately shoots the Kyle Shannon's face, and he's like, okay, like uh, this, this is not who I moved up to three to take. So um, I like Justin Fields, you know, going there to San Francisco. Um, maybe let Jimmy G do this next season. He kind of learned some things from Jimmy G because Jimmy G learned from Tom Brady. It would be good for, you know, Justin Fields just to get some knowledge. But eventually that's going to be your guy there in San Francisco. Um, now with – Miami moving back to six. I can't think of a perfect move down for a team other than that was great because they're still probably going to get the guy they they want. And I think it's going to be one of the wide receivers out of Alabama as well, CJ. Um, We'll we'll see that later in the mock draft. But, um, yeah, you're going to reunite Tua with one of his former wide receivers. You got Devontae Parker. Um, Who else did they just? Will Fuller. Will Fuller. They just signed Will Fuller to that one-year deal. Um, so it'll bring in another weapon for him. Mike Gusecki's there, too, at the tight end position. Their defense is legit. They can be able to pick up maybe another linebacker now that Van Noy's gone later in the draft. 
Um, and, you know, they'll be able to build this team. And if they do it properly, they're going to be good. And they're building up draft picks. So I like that move for them as well. Um, when it comes to the Eagles, I, I've, I have mixed feelings about it because I know they were trying to trade up to that three position. And I was like, why are you trying to trade up to the third three position? You got Jalen Hurts. Like, just be confident in him. And that'll give Jalen Hurts more confidence like Lincoln Riley did with at Oklahoma. Like, that's – you just be able to have confidence in the kid, and he's going to be able to use it. Um, so they need to continue to build around him, and I have them taking a wide receiver too at that position. We'll see if that's what Howie decides to do because that's obviously the issue amongst – um, not only a lot of people, but especially Philadelphia fans, they really like to complain about Howie and the things that he does in, in his role. So um, we'll see what comes out of that. But, you know, Eagles picking up some picks, not really getting a lot. But, you know, whatever. If, if they feel comfortable moving back there, it's whatever for them, you know. Uh, yeah, I agree with CJ and, uh, and Caleb uh, with San Fran picking a uh, quarterback. And uh, Miami picking a wide receiver. I just want to get straight to the Eagles because you know. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I I wanted that. I, 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 I was waiting for it because you introduced it. He's like, "This is our Philly fan." I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> uh, I feel like this trade was uh, it, it, it kind of takes the the heat off of Howie because we haven't had success with a first round draft pick uh, in in a while, and batting from six. And let's say if we. we we botched this six pick. If we if we kept the six pick, he would have he would have gotten a lot of like backlash, you know, a lot of heat for it. So I think drafting that twelve is kind of a safer option. And he was like, yeah, we get more picks for the future, and it's a, and it's a safer option. But we have to, we have to nail this draft pick because it's it's ridiculous what what they're doing. Uh, you you draft Jalen Hurts last year, second round pick, and then you're thinking of drafting a QB with 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 the six or moving up to the third. It doesn't make sense. So uh, our obvious need is is linebacker and uh, and wide receiver. Uh, hopefully we get a a, a a decent wide receiver. Hopefully we trade Ertz on draft day for like a fourth rounder. Hopefully or third. That's that's what I'd like to. Uh, but we have to get. It's not, that's a good spot to get him for too. I, I, I like Ertz as a, as a. I mean, if you can get a third for him, third that's is nice. I'll settle for a fourth. Anything lower than that is just it's it's it's. I, I I'm gonna be highly upset. But uh. We have to nail this pick because I'm tired. I'm tired of us passing up on pure talent guys and getting character guys. Like we passed up on DK, you know, and and so it's 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 tough, you know. We we uh, I wasn't high on uh, uh, Justin Jefferson. I, I told CJ about that last last year, and uh, he he. Sheesh. And then, <laughs> hot, and then we get Jalen Rager, and it's just like, bro, are you? Oh my god! <laughs> Can't catch with his with bricks, dude. Got bricks. I'm tired. Look, we we drafted a dude that played rugby like two two seasons ago, and he's better than our first round left tackle that we drafted. <laughs> bro, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> get it together. Like, we we have terrible drafts, and it's it's. I I don't know, man. I'm just. I, don't, I think I'd be a Giants fan or something. Just take me off. <laughs> oh, God. You can't be a Giants fan, bro. That's some positivity there, bro. Come on. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, like, the only deal that I, that I don't like is the Eagle one. Like, everything else I kind of understand. The Eagle pick does not make sense at all. If you if you wanted to surround Jalen Hurts with talent and you – 
listen, Jamar Chase is not falling to 12 at all. At all. No. Like, it's, but it's, you can get somebody You can get somebody at 12. I know you can get somebody at 12. At 12 but they're not going to be such a physical receiver as Jamar Chase. No, you know they're not, they're not going to be one of those upper echelon guys. They might be. I mean, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see who I, who I got y'all taking a little bit. Joe Burrows is going to, they're going to have a reunion in Cincy and Jamar Chase is going to, and Joe Burrow is going to put up crazy numbers and, and Philly's going to be like, damn, we could have. They need to protect them. They need to protect them. No, they got to make sure he's actually on the field first. You could, you could get a decent O-lineman with the second, third pick, you feel me? But Jamar Chase yeah. Listen, you you don't. They need a legit guy to block for Joe Burrow. He's already toward his ACL. You don't need that happen again. You gotta you gotta get you gotta get a top guy in there. Tied to someone else. You said who? Uh, If Chase is on the board, you're gonna let him slide to someone else. I think Bengals are semi deep at wide receiver too. They're not like struggling for wide receivers. They got uh, who's out? T Higgins. Uh, T Higgins. They got Auden Tate that's even, you know, starting to make his name known at the end of the year last like, year. Like that's the only position they're actually good at besides quarterback. Like, I don't know why they else, need a wide receiver. They don't need a wide receiver. Yeah. No, they don't. I'm saying wide receiver and quarterback, the only two positions that they don't need. So he's the NFL ready wide receiver coming. Yeah, but you gotta draft for need. I can agree. I can agree with that too. But you gotta draft for need. Yeah, I agree with you, Anthony. Yeah. I mean, a lot of teams are going to be like, "Damn, we could have drafted him." Oh no! Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna say that, but like, <laughs> if your guy works out, then you don't really have a, you have no fucking yeah. complaints. <laughs> but as a Philly fan, you know our guy never works out. JJ, <laughs> no, listen, there's always there's always pessimistic fans, about, bro. About we got Nikhil thinking. Harry. You don't got to tell me. We got JJ Big Whiteside. At least Nikhil Harry. Captain yeah. Football. All right. I think, I think Waddle. I think Waddle would probably Waddle, be there at twelve. Yeah, that's yeah. what. That's, yeah. Okay, that's who I have the Eagles taking is Waddle. Yeah. So yeah. I, he's my second overall. I have Devontae Smith three as my number third wide receiver. Um, I got Jamar Chase one, obviously Waddle two, and I have Waddle being the third wide receiver taken off there at twelve. So I wouldn't complain at all if I were you, as long as that pick does happen. Yeah. <laughs> See here. Here is my only problem with the Eagle pick. Is like or not the the eagle trade, like how did they only get a first rounder? Like I they traded back to twelve, but they only got one first extra. Like Howie, you I just mean, traded it, the it's sixth not, pick. It's probably just the same. It's it's like it's like I was saying, dude. It's just to save his ass to make sure he doesn't fucking blow it. All right, but in a way, that's blowing it in my eyes. Like I'd rather have the six pick and be wrong at that six pick I mean, than trading it to twelve, part. getting it wrong also, they're gonna and have barely two, getting anything back. But they're gonna have two first round picks next year. Yes. And 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 if if the Colts uh, win what ten games, I think Carson has to the, play like eighty percent or something. Yeah, something like that. And they and they get the Colts pick. So we look. They could they could have potentially have three first round picks. No, 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 like getting the first rounder is good. But like you look at what the Dolphins got for the third pick, and they got it's like, also the third. Like, pick. They got like a fourth, two, right. first. Yeah, three, three and six is a big difference. That's Bro, a huge. You're telling difference. me you, you couldn't have that. gotten like you a first that. and a third, a first and a third for for the sixth pick. You're telling me you can't Maybe. get that. Maybe yeah, you probably could have. They got they got a first and a fourth, right? Yeah, but they swapped fourths. They didn't even actually get one. Well, you're banking on Carson Wentz sucking, so like that's. I mean, if, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, not really. You're banking what... on Carson Wentz actually playing because you need him to to get the playing, the playing, the playing, but sucking. You want him playing suck. Right. And I'm going Wentz VP back to back years, baby. I'm kidding. That's what they're banking on. I'm kidding. At least banking on Carson Wentz playing and not winning games. Well, listen, <laughs> Philly don't know what they're doing because listen, I've said this before. They had Carson. Then they build a statue of Nick Foles outside the stadium and say, oh, yeah, Carson, don't worry. This is your team. And then they go and draft Jalen Hurts. But they're like, oh, yeah, it's still your team. And then they were going to do the same thing to Jalen Hurts. Like, they were really going to draft another quarterback probably. Like, you didn't see how this one just turned out, buddies? Like, you, you sure? that was a That's a bold strat you got there. I mean, it could be a, div- a different – you don't know what's going on in that locker room or, or in, you know, the building. So, like, it's hard to say, you know, what was going on. Caleb, I know everything. Would you be – would you – you you would be against that? <laughs> Forget you, you know be- Trey Wingo. Trey Wingo just, you know, tells you everything. So, he's like your brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, would be, you would be against that? Drafting a, a quarterback? Taking a quarterback, have him compete. See who's, see who's your franchise no. guy. No, 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 no. So you, but you, so we wait second round draft pick for what? That's what I'm right, saying. You just wasted a pick then. Uh, yeah, you got to at least give him a full year. Couple dipped on wide receiver. All right, no, all right, CJ, here's my other problem then. What happens if Jalen Hurts this season is fantastic? So what do you do with, with that quarterback you just drafted? You're not getting a first back for him. No, you for, try and build around him more if yeah, you're going to – No, no, but I'm saying if they drafted a quarterback at third and then Jalen Hurts is good, you now have Jalen Hurts who you want to keep I'm saying, and then they the quarterback. But I'm saying – so so you're so you're you're assuming that Jalen Hurts will win the job when they compete. Because I'm saying if they draft a quarterback and they both will go at it, if you, I, think, I feel like a, the, a good problem is having two good quarterbacks. That's a good nah, problem. See, I, I disagree because they college, always say college, having more thing. than one quarterback – Means you don't have a quarterback. And college is good because you want to be the best that you could be. So you got to get, you got to figure out who the hell is the best quarterback. And like when it comes to the NFL, it's a different jump from that. Like you obviously you want the best quarterback, but like these, they have options. You know, like if you're not good, you can go down to like D three in college, or you can go down and still be successful and like work on your shit, and then maybe eventually be a backup in the NFL or something crazy like that. NFL, you fail. You're out of the league unless you're just like a really good backup, you know, like these guys we've seen for years, like a Fitzpatrick or somebody like that, that have just, are just, you know, mainstays, you know, Brian Hoyers of the world, like those guys. You have to be a really good, you have to be really good to be a good, to be a backup quarterback in the NFL. I'm just saying that. I mean, if Jameis Winston, for instance, fails, he <laughs> might be a backup quarterback just because of you know what he was able to complete and do in college and that's whatever and what the numbers he's able to put up but you know if it was if, if Jameis Winston wasn't tied to a national championship in college or if Jameis Winston didn't throw for 5,000 yards and has led the league for the past five years in yards uh, except for this past year like excluding this past year because he obviously didn't throw that much so he's not he's like number three now or whatever but um, I mean still like you like if he didn't do all those things he'd be out of the league you know, he would be completely out of the league. And, I mean, it's it, it's hit or miss. You, you got to take chances, and, but, like, I don't know. It's uh, – yeah. listen, I mean, I'm just saying for Philly, I'm back, just saying know I mean, nobody for Philly, I feel like about. all options are on the table. You got to look at it. I don't know, bro. I feel like quarterbacks are one option you don't got. Because, like, so you think the Dolphins just draft a quarterback? No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying for the for the fact that if they wanted to do that, I, like I wouldn't, you you could you, you could just see like 
they could compete and see who's your franchise guy. Uh, see, I mean, here's my other problem too, like, and like, and then you could build around him. Yeah, Just I mean, my, being, my, it would end up being the same thing. Like, my, listen, my other problem thing. is that, uh, and I mean, I'm gonna sound old school, but like, I didn't grow up in the old school, so I don't know why I would, but like, we live like. In, in society right now, if a quarterback is not good by their second year, they trade them or they cut them. Bro, like Drew Brees just retired. He was terrible. He was not good. And and he's a first battle hall of famer. So, I mean, like, also, I feel like everything's just so – everybody's so jumpy now. Like, bro, they're like 21 years old. They just started drinking. Give them a chance, bro. Like, give them a chance. Maybe it's they had a, too many frat parties. That's what, I mean, just it's you know, if you're not eating, you're gonna die. You know, like it's one of those things in the NFL. Like that's just how it is. Like, sorry, but this is a business, and you've worked your whole life to get up to this point, and you can't perform. We're sorry, but we gotta let you go. End up coaching. End up, you know, doing something like that. I mean, it happens. You know, it is what it is. But I mean, you just gotta accept the fact that that is it. You know, like. It's a business. It's going to be what it is. I don't think the Eagles nor the Dolphins at all need to bring in another quarterback to compete against those two teams. But I, I'm just backing up, you know, the conversation or trying to disagree, I guess, ultimately, of what <laughs> CJ was saying. <laughs> well, listen, something that none of us are going to disagree on is the fact that Justin Fields is going to go in the first round. And he had his pro day today. Very impressive. You know, ran a 4-4. I think it was the fastest 40 since, like, RG3 because he ran and, a four. And he even, like, slipped in the beginning. I don't know if yeah. y'all saw the video. He stumbled, yeah. Yeah. he stumbled right off the bat, and he still ran a 4 4, four forty. Um, could you imagine if he didn't stumble, what, what he would have put up? That would have been interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's beaten RG3's record for a 4.42, I think, RG3 ran. So, yeah, it would have been interesting, but – you know, just want to get the reactions from his pro day, CJ. What you think of it? Uh, I thought he, I thought he looked well. I thought he played well. I mean, um, pro days are just like like we talked about last week. It just it's like that last backyard interview. football. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's that it's that last interview. It's that you know, here's what I've been working on after the season, um, footwork, things of that nature. Being able to talk to to some coaches and GMs personally, right there, watching you live. Um, you know, I thought I thought he played well. Obviously the there's a stigma about Ohio State quarterbacks, so that's you know that's gonna that's gonna bear over him. That's gonna be that cloud over. Obviously, especially what happened with Haskins these last few seasons, how he was underwhelming um, in his in his career. So Cardell Jones, things of that nature, JT Barrett, things like that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that list goes on. So hopefully he could. Uh, yeah, right. Like Alabama, <laughs> Troy Smith. You know. Yeah. So it's just. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. So he, hopefully he could. Uh, he could. You know. Kind of. Kind of end that narrative a little bit. Um, San Fran looks could could be a, a great spot for him. Like like we've talked about, his ability to move out the pocket and make plays. I think sitting I think sitting for a year would definitely uh, be perfect for him, um, and, and and learn the system kind of similar to. But a lot of people forget, you know, Mahomes. He you know he didn't play his first year. You know he sat behind Sam Alex Smith. Exactly, he sat behind Alex Smith. Uh, already a team that already had a really good roster, playoff team. Um, he got to see how everything worked, and then when his number was called, he answered the call. So, um, you know, I think sometimes that situation, a lot, of, a lot of teams, they want to push that guy that they drive into the fire and see if they're ready. And some other teams, I feel like San Fran's one of those teams where 
they can definitely wait a little bit. And, um, and, and because they do still have a serviceable, you know, quarterback when healthy in Garoppolo um, to make some plays um, for that team. They were just in the Super Bowl two years ago. So um, I think I think I think Fields, he's, he's going to be he's going to be a, a definitely a top top five pick, most likely kind of, you know, I think a lot of people, he has some fatigue a little bit. He had that game against Clemson. People are like, oh, wow, you know, he looks amazing. And then he was probably still hurt after after, after the shots he he took. Yeah, hundred percent was still hurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In that in that national championship game, and then once once the season was over, you know, all the talk about Zach Wilson, he kind of just usurped him because you know for the last you know year and a half, two years, it was Lawrence and Fields. You know, those were the two guys. You know, they've been they've been competing ever since they were in high school. I remember watching that Elite Eleven um, competition back in the day when they were in high school before they went to college. So. Um, you know, that, that was a talk. So I'm pretty sure he's hearing the doubters. He had like two bad games last season and everybody's just saying, you know, he's, it's, it's not going to work. So I'm um, rooting for him. Hope he does well. And um, hope, hopefully he goes to the, to the to a really good team. Yeah, I hope Jesse is not watching this because I become more of a Felix fan over time. Um, you know, <laughs> it's when, when he did what he did to Clemson and put the ball on it. I put it right in a spot where his wide receiver get being wide ass open like they usually were in college. Because in college, Ohio State's wide receivers are some of the best wide receivers year in, year out. That's why their quarterbacks look so good in college, is because their wide receivers are so good. And up on the offensive side of the ball, how to get them open. And they were great at it. And they are still great at it. And that's just one of the things that comes with Ohio State. So that's why there's always that skepticism about, you know, Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL because they're having to throw in the tighter windows. All these professionals, you know, you, they're going to be able to cover your, your number ones, your number twos, your number three wide receivers all day long. And, and, oh, man, Caleb is struggling right now. Oh, I, I contribute that to him being hurt. Yeah. What? So you're struggling right now with the Wi-Fi, bro. Yeah, I'm breaking up. Over there. Oh, I'm breaking up. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but yeah. Um, whatever. I apologize, guys. It's my fault. Uh, <laughs> you're good. Uh, but yeah, uh, I like Justin Fields sitting behind um, um, Jimmy G is a great idea in my opinion. If you're Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, and in the 49ers organization, um, you have him sit. And then, you know, eventually Jimmy G is going to know it's time. I mean, he, he's not getting any younger. He's still old. You realize how long he was in New England. Um, he was there for a long time as Tom Brady's back up. And so um, he's like going to be able to bring a wealth. Yeah, yeah, I think he's like 30, 31, something like that. Yeah. But um, it'll be good for him to learn from a guy like Jimmy G because it's going to teach him a lot of what the other guys at Ohio State didn't get. You know, all these other Ohio State quarterbacks were thrown into it. They were just like, here, be as good as you were in college. And that's not how you can do the Ohio State quarterbacks. You got to teach them, roll them along slowly. And I couldn't agree with you more, CJ, on that. Uh, I, I'm a fan of Justin Fields. So him going to San Fran, that would be amazing. If you guys watch uh, be one on Netflix, Justin Fields was on it. And he, he was he, it was, it was, it was, it was amazing to watch him uh, play there. He's a huge competitor. Um, to be honest, I think he is going to be, like, in the long run, he is going to be the best quarterback that comes out of this draft because he has the physicals and he has the arm strength. And, you know, we 
we just got to see what his IQ is at the NFL level. But I, I think his pro day was – it solidified him as a top five draft pick. Um, if, if he's there at three San Fran, you got to take him because it's – you're not going to be satisfied if you get, you know, like Mac Jones or anybody down the line because, uh, I don't know, after that, uh, that – you saw Bill's face. So, so um, yeah, man, uh, man – Justin is the truth, man. I, I I say it like he's a. I feel like he's like a, a Cam two point like with a better arm. Just oh, he's just Cam two point I'm sorry. That means I'm not drafting him. Yeah, he's Woo. a big bro. Like body wise, body wise, he's like a Cam two Like he's he's a big dude, has an amazing arm, you know, and he can run the rock. But I mean, let's let's see, man. Let's see, cause Cam Cam two point Two point man. Two point coming out, better, coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out. Because we'll see, wow. we'll see. First few seasons, Cam was Cam MVP season. Cam, okay, Cam two point We'll see, we'll see how that <laughs> how that goes. Right, I mean, I mean, it, it could, it's possible if he goes if he goes to San Fran in that system. You know, they got some really physical yeah, wide receivers. Yeah, they got some system. physical guys. Oh yeah. God, Cam 2.0. It gives me nightmares. <laughs> I just got it, bro. Kind of gives me nightmares. We're going on season. Yeah, CJ, we're going on season two, bro. Fields is a little season reckless, two. though. When you see him running, he is a little reckless, like with his body and stuff like that. So hopefully he could he could learn how to, like, you know, slide better and stuff like that, not take more hits, like unnecessary hits, stuff like that. Because uh, as you see in, like, like, when you guys saw QB1, he was throwing his body on a – like, he was – Diving, jumping over people like you can't do that in the NFL. You will, your, your career won't won't last that long. College, sure does career. College too, wilding. So we'll see, we'll see. NFL is a different game. Facts. Well, you know, I I feel like I'm actually excited for this draft. Like I I feel like this draft has you know a lot of potential. I feel like every year we hype up the NFL draft because it's such a spectacle, and then it almost in a way never delivers for us. Like I feel like it just doesn't doesn't deliver sometimes uh but you know this one this one's going to be real interesting obviously uh we obviously know what the first pick is going to be you know the rumors of the second pick with zach wilson are seem to be you know coming true probably but i mean you go you start going from there i mean there's been rumors about mac jones going three to the 49ers i know this was his second pro day technically so, like, I guess, you know, if you look at the first one, maybe you like him more if you, after the second one. I don't know. Listen, but I think I, I think it, it can get really interesting. Uh, we've already had some trades. Hopefully that there's there's more on draft night. That always makes things interesting. So this NFL draft has a lot of potential, not only, at, you know, just because the players are good in it, just because I think there can be a lot of mayhem. You, I feel like besides the first and second pick, things are kind of up in the air. Like, I've – I haven't really heard Justin Fields at number three until today. Like I've heard it a little bit, but you know, I've been hearing a lot of Mac Jones recently. And then before that I was hearing Mac Jones, not until like the 20 well, spot. I think the so, reason I think the reason you're hearing Justin Fields hop into that number three spot right now instead of Mac Jones is because of their pro days today. And there's a lot of differences between what they were doing on the field and the completions and you know, what they were able to show off to NFL scouts and NFL head coaches and things of that nature. And so that's kind of where that, you know, storyline started to change was today. True. And, you know, I've never been a fan of pro days, but Hey, if it's going to help you jump up from one spot to another, I know that these NFL players definitely don't mind them, but 
with that being said, let's get into the moment of truth. The moment that everybody's been waiting for. The moment the, – the reason Caleb is here, besides <laughs> to get some lady viewership, you know, um, <laughs> let's go to Wait. Caleb's mock draft. Oh, okay. Wow, I can actually still see you guys with the mock draft on the screen. Zoom, zoom, it, zoom, it, in, zoom it in. Zoom it in just a little bit more. Let's see. We see all right, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me hit the zooms real quick. Let me hit the zoom real quick. How how are you? There we go. Come on. There we go. All right. All right. We love it. We love it. All right. So you know what? I'll let you take us through it, Caleb. Uh, you know, obviously we got what let's start one through five. Let's just go one through five and then you know we'll we'll move on from there. But let's get through the one through five first. Yeah. And we'll go off of that. Yeah, you take it away. Hopefully. Oh God! Did we lose Caleb? No, Caleb. Okay, <laughs> Wait, is Anthony just lost? No, I thought. Well, you broke up a little bit, so like I thought I told you to read it, but I guess I'm just gonna read it instead. Okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, 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 no. yeah. You read it and let um, and then and then Caleb would just like break it down. After All right, number one overall. Oh, damn, I w- I should have broke out the sounder, bro. The little NFL draft sound. <laughs> um, number one, no surprise, Trevor Lawrence. Uh quarterback out of Clemson, kind of the unanimous number one overall pick. I don't think there's much of a surprise here. Caleb, is he that? Is he the generational talent that people think he is, or is it overrated? I mean, you obviously heard best since Elway, best since Luck. Is he that guy? I, I, he's been labeled a generational talent for quite some time now, uh, so I don't think he'd go away from that here. I mean, it's plain and simple. You take Trevor Lawrence, generational talent ever since he got to Clemson. So, um, that's an easy choice for me for them. Number two, we got the Jets going quarterback. Bye-bye, Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson, quarterback. You know, he jumped up draft boards. And, you know, a lot of people did say that this might happen, you know, with pro days and, and everything like that. Is is he worthy of that number two? Because, like I said, you know, I feel like he kind of leafed up draft boards even over Justin Fields. Is he worth that number two to you? Uh, I believe it's teetering on the line. Um, he could be. He could not be. You, you don't know with a kid like that. But he's, you know, but don't we celebrate a quarterback in NFL for doing the same thing? You don't do it for the other prototypical quarterbacks that, you know, kind of do the same things just in a different way. So, I mean – you know, and, and obviously I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes because he's a different breed than all these other quarterbacks that we have because he can do all these different things. Zach Wilson is another one of those types, so I can see him being successful. Um, whether that's with the Jets or not, I, I don't know. But um, uh, uh. CJ, I assume that we don't got no beef with one and two right now. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, Eli shaking his head no as well. All right, I got no beef so far. Now number three, we talked. We obviously just talked about him. We got Justin Fields. Oh, but real quick, real quick, I wanted to ask Caleb, what do you think the Jets are going to do with with Darnold? Because um, that's a good question. I, I they might just let him battle it out at first and see, and then midway through the season, try and trade him. You know. Maybe even play both of them in a game. You know, if one's not doing well, put the other one in, see if it changes things. Like you were talking about earlier, CJ, you know, 
that quarterback battle going beyond the preseason, going be in, into the actual regular season. We've seen that happen before in the NFL. So I could see it being that type of thing. And to prove enough, they might trade him just to see if Zach Wilson is able to lead that team to another level. But um, I see it being that, that sort of situation. Let them battle it out, see who works better in that offense. Now you got a new head coach. Um, you know, you're starting to move in a different direction here, see who works better there, and you can, you can kind of create that quarterback battle. I think that's the most obvious quarterback battle possibly in this draft right now. I like it. I like it. Number three, Justin Fields goes to the 49ers, obviously. Caleb is going, going with Fields over Mac Jones. The Mac Jones conversation has been a little hot right now. Is it because Justin Fields is just simply better? You think it's just because it's a fit type of thing? Why, why, uh, my why move today, yeah, my move today was strictly just based off of what I saw at Pro Day. I mean, Mac Jones was consistently overthrowing his wide receivers. I don't like that. Uh, NFL scouts, obviously, Kyle Shanahan didn't like it when he was watching it. So, um, Bill Belichick even made a face and looked over at whoever he was talking to. Uh, I forget who it was, but they were just like not very impressed with what Mac Jones is going to be able to do, but. You know, there are teams out there that are going to take Mac Jones later this draft, and he'll he'll end up in a good spot. But Justin Fields right there, you got to take him over Mac Jones. Number four is where it gets a little interesting for me as well. You have the Falcons taking Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida. Uh, you know, I, I've been hearing some things about him. I mean, besides quarterback, I think a lot of people are having him, you know, the best player in this draft. I've heard some people argue that behind Lawrence, he could be the second best player in the draft, even over some of these quarterbacks. Uh, he plays tight end. Uh, you know, obviously here, a lot of people say that he's just playing tight end because that's the position that they put him at. He could really be a wide receiver. I heard someone say, you know, he's the second best wide receiver in the draft and not even, you know, just tight end. So it's a, uh, it's an interesting pick, you know, because the other thing too, is you've heard a lot of, rumors of Falcons maybe wanting to go quarterback as well. So obviously you don't have them taking a quarterback here. Why Kyle Pitts? Um, I, obviously Falcons love their offense. They invest so much into their offense and not enough in their defense. And that's been their downfall. And there's not a defensive guy here that I think you can take this early for them. And I don't think there's a quarterback you take it for. I know they want to try and move up, but I don't think that's possible for them to just based off of what they have. They can't give up. A whole lot because their team is not deep like a whole lot of other teams and you look at um they've got stars you know they got julio jones got calvin ridley they've got matt ryan you know they've got um what's his name that running back uh todd Gurley. they you know they've got names you know you make that offense even more lethal just to be able to put up points they've hung in there with the bucks for i mean they were beating the bucks for a while so all right all right Corey, whatever you say Kyle Pitts is such a mismatch. Um, you can place him at a tight end position or wide receiver. He's a mismatch, a mismatch no matter who he's going up against at either one of those positions. I like him there at the Falcons at four unless they want to try and trade back. I ultimately think the Falcons might try and trade back, see if somebody wants to jump at that. Uh, but if they do stick at four, I like them taking Kyle Pitts. What do you think, Eli? Uh, I mean, I do like the pick, but then again, it's like uh, his his ceiling is super high. But then there's also a chance he could end up like in Evan Ingram, that that came out like, oh, he could play wide receiver, tight end, but he hasn't really lived up to his potential. So it's kind of a, a gamble at uh, at 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 four. I think it's pretty high, but he is a freak athlete. So it's like I don't know, man. You, it's it's tough to tell, but I I feel like I feel like he is 
one, well, he is the best tight end in the draft, probably, uh, especially uh, speed-wise. But um, I think four is kind of high. I have him like around five or six. But uh, I, like, that's a that's that, that's a decent spot for him to go. So I, I, like, he said he says hi, and then he says I have yeah, about five yeah. or six. Yeah, right. That's what I'm like, what? That's what I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, I don't. You know why? Because because we were at six, and they were talking about the Eagles drafting Cal Pitts, <laughs> and now we're at twelve. So I'm kind of like kind of pissed. Gosh. Especially if we lose Ertz, so you know I'm kind of like you know. You got you guys got Goddard. You're fine. Goddard is. <laughs> Goddard's a beast. I like Goddard. Right, Goddard's a uh, uh, and bro, he, that's a grown oh. man. Goddard's soft. He got punched in the face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was that was bad. So I like if he. Uh... But, but but Pitts, man, uh, he is a freak athlete. So I mean, like for. Um, but the, I feel like the foul, what what more offense do you need? That, like, yeah, that offense would be so dynamic. But that's the problem. They're going to do the same things they consistently have done. You know, I just feel like that's what <laughs> they're just going to keep. But, but having <laughs> guys, what, what, 328? Hello? They, they, the offense doesn't win championships. 328, oh, man. At, Atlanta doesn't know that. They, yeah. <laughs> they know how to put up numbers and then blow a lead <laughs> late in the second half. Like, that's all they know how to do. We appreciate that greatly over here in uh, Patriots land, by the way. Big fan. Anything after three is going to be like, you know, it it really, it's going to like, it's going to pave the way of like how weird this draft is going to be. So it all depends on that fourth pick on on what Atlanta takes or what they do. Well, I think, uh, I I think some Falcons fans probably have some like Matt Ryan fatigue. Um, yeah. Hello? Be, even though, even Matt, though, you know, he puts they can't up. Take a, they can't take a quarterback there. None of the yeah. quarterbacks that are left are worth taking up for, in my opinion. See, and, and here's the other thing of why That's I think true, they yeah. squashed the quarterback thing. I was actually just watching ESPN before we got on. They, like, redid his contract or something, so he's getting paid more this year. But with them doing that, if they cut him next year, he would have a lot of dead cap space. So you can't really – I mean, unless you want to go – you know the 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 Jordan Love route and and thirty six. He's thirty six, right? Yeah, he's he's up there. I don't think he's Tom Brady either. He ain't drinking no avocado and blueberry no. smoothies. So you don't know. You don't know that shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know. Avocado well, ice cream. Matt. Well, Matt Ryan's gonna continue to put up some some really good numbers. If, if Pitts is is that guy that um, everybody projects him to be, and I've seen I've seen some some highlights. To like put up, like bro. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, he already puts up. He already he already puts up some some nice numbers. They could definitely draft Fields. I mean, it's it's. He needs some time. It's po- It's possible. It's possible. You know, he is a he is a Georgia guy. Um, it's possible. I guess it's I just if you see him falling from three. Like, do you see Fields? Yeah, it's just saying. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't know what San, San Fran is. I really think if I feel like if he's there, they take him. I don't know why. If he if if he's if if Fields yeah, is there, or Falcons take Fields. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I could see I that. It. I could definitely see that. I really feel like Falcons fans are a little tired. Of Matt Ryan, man. I feel. Sure, like, listen, you know, I know they're tired of blowing leads. That yeah. I do know. Uh, number five overall pick. I think this is the second easiest draft pick in the entire draft. The easy, besides the number one overall Yeah, besides the number one, just Panay Sewell, the tackle from Oregon, goes, goes to the Bengals. Uh, I mean, bro, we, 
we talked about it earlier. If you don't project, if you don't protect Joe Burrow, you literally can't do anything. We saw that in the Super Bowl. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, and he could not do a single thing. So, Panay Sewell, Oregon, Caleb, it's obvious. Enough, enough said. I don't, I don't need to say much more. He's the best tackle in this draft. He's one of those picks that you take because he's once in a generation type of offensive tackle that we probably haven't seen in years. Maybe Tristan Wirfs. But I mean, even Tristan Wirfs wasn't drafted at you know at this position or at this point a, in the draft. That was so a steal, bro. Uh, a steal for the Bucks in that draft. But you know, Panay Sewell, he, he's one of those talents that you cannot pass up at the tackle position, and you need to protect Joe Burrow because he's got weapons. Let him utilize them and get him protection and be able to. And if he comes back healthy and the same Joe Burrow that we know him to be, and you give him an offensive tackle, that's the perfect thing. <laughs> Yeah, Corey, Sewell's just overrated. always devil's advocate. Word on the street, Sewell's overrated. There, there's been there's been talk about um, – trying to think of his name. Give me one second. Uh, Rashawn Slater as as being the number one tackle, a guy out of Northwestern. Um, but I still think right. Sewell's the best right there. Well, I don't have too much beef with the top five. In fact, I kind of enjoy it. Uh, I like the 49ers getting fields because, listen – I really wanted the 49ers to get Deshaun Watson before we figured out everything was wrong with him uh, because I, I would pay <laughs> the amount of money I would pay to have Kyle Shanahan with like an elite level quarterback is unbelievable because he's a great offensive mind. So Justin Fields, a little triple option, you know, a little double option type of, type of play with Justin Fields. I mean, I don't mind him going to the 49ers. Kyle Pitts, I think it just makes the Falcons offense a lot more fun. Um, I mean, you're going to have to cover Julio, Kyle Pitts, and Calvin Ridley. Have fun. If they can figure out how to stop a nosebleed, they should win some games. Um, and then, obviously, the Bengals have to protect Burrow, so I do enjoy that one. Uh, we'll move on. Number six, Miami obviously has this pick now from the Eagles. And this is interesting to me. Uh, I agree with the wide receiver pick, but you go with Devonta Smith from Alabama, obviously the Heisman winner. Um, now, it's interesting to me only because – Listen, this is exactly why I brought Caleb on the show. I know nothing about college football, but I do know that Devontae Smith is fantastic and won the Heisman. But recently, and I talked about this yesterday with Josh on Gen Z, he's been getting a lot of hate now. Now it's it's like, oh, he's too small, this, that, and the third. Like, like, bro, if you can produce, you can produce. So, I mean, why, why Devontae Smith, not Jamar Chase, or, or you know, uh, gosh, the uh, Jalen Waddle? Uh, I, I – think the size has always been a question with him. He's been doubted his whole life. He's talked about it on numerous episodes of College Game Day about how he's always been, you know, doubted upon because of his size and things of that nature. And he is, and he's still going to be. I mean, you're going into the best league that there is, but you see him on the field. And the thing that I think people fall in love with the most is that he wasn't the top wide receiver at Alabama. We forget before Jalen Waddle got injured, Jalen Waddle was putting up the numbers that Devontae Smith was putting yes. up. You know, yes. Jalen Waddle was the guy. Jalen Waddle was the one doing all this. Yep. And Devontae Smith was getting whatever he could out of that. And now he moves over to the one position. As a two, moving over to a one, there's a lot of pressure on you to be able to, you know, replicate that production that comes from a number one wide receiver. And not only did he do that, he did it better. You know, he, he did it better than what Jalen Waddle would, would, was doing. And Jalen Waddle we can all agree, was a beast at what he was doing. Oh. He, was tearing, he was tearing people apart. <laughs> and, then, and then you move from a number two wide receiver over to number one wide receiver, and you not only replicate that, but you put even more up. 
Like it's just crazy what he's able to do. Um, it also had a lot to do with Steve Sarkeesian's ability to get him in space and maneuver him to where he wanted him to be because start Steve Sarkeesian, albeit all his off field issues that he's got, you know, back at his time at USC and drinking and things that I, that nature, he's a great offensive minded coach. Yeah. He is a genius when it comes to that. And so if he goes to a team like Miami with Flores, who is very, uh, more defense obviously than his offense but he's got great coordinators on both sides of the ball to help him and his offensive coordinator is able to put Devontae smith in a situation and they see that as a positive that we can utilize this guy because not only do we have Devontae parker but we also just um who did they just get um yeah well Will Fuller, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Will Fuller. Yep. So I keep forgetting Will Fuller. They, they got Will Fuller. So you can have a speedster down the field. You got a, a guy in Devontae Smith who's just going to – or Devontae Parker who's just going to go up and get it. You know, he always has great hands. He can go and grab any ball that he wants to as long as he's healthy. And you bring in just a lethal weapon like a Devontae Smith who has chemistry with your quarterback right now. I, you can't really beat that. Yes, they need help elsewhere. But, again, I don't see them taking help – in the, in the linebacker room this high, especially when they've got another pick later down in the draft. See, I like this pick because I think it does two things for you. Uh, it gets you help for Tua, and the second thing is it helps you find mm-hmm. out if Tua is your guy. Because, yeah. I mean, if you're not going to succeed with Mike Gusecki, Devontae Park, or Will Fuller, now you're bringing in Devonta Smith, like, you got other problems. You, like, now you have to go out and find a quarterback next year. So I, I don't mind this pick. Like I said, he was the Heisman winner, so I, I can't argue with him being, you know, the first wide receiver taken. Obviously, there's people, other people who like others more. We saw Corey in here saying Jamar Chase. but Jamar I mean, Chase is my number one. So, I mean, I, I even had to do that. Just I just think that connection to us can be what I have that conversation with the, you know, GM, with the owner, with the head coach saying, let's take my guy. You know, why not take my guy, even though he can see Jamar Chase being just as good as Devontae Smith. He's going to be like, I know my guy. I know the routes he runs. I know the speed at what he runs. We are very comfortable with each other already. You saw what we were able to do at Alabama, and this is why we are going to take him. CJ, Eli, any thoughts on it? No, I mean, uh, I agree. Definitely. Um, obviously, the size has been something that, you know, a lot of the media has been talking about for the last few months or so, ever since the college season ended. But it didn't really seem to affect him on the field this year. Um, really didn't didn't get hurt, didn't have any crazy injuries. He's playing in the SEC, the most competitive uh, conference in college football. So uh, all SEC played against all F- SEC teams last year. So um, it was dominant. So um, you know if that could, if that translate into the NFL, it's, it's going to be great. He's going to have some if he go, if he does go to the Dolphins, going to have some great practice battles with Xavier and Howard. And, um, and and Byron Jones, so you know they're going to test him for sure. And, and if he's that guy, you know, that's going to be a perfect perfect combo between two and Devontae. Absolutely, Eli. Uh, I do like that pick. Uh, I don't like the slander on Devontae Smith. Um, I do <laughs> really a lot of people don't understand that the, the workouts are more uh, like they're more rigorous in. The, in uh, in uh, the NFL, so uh, he'll have better trainers. Remember, he's not going to class or school, so he'll have more time to lift weights. So I, b- I believe he's going to put on some some good weight, and he's gonna he's gonna actually he's gonna he's gonna dominate. He's a he's an excellent route runner, and he knows how to get open. He doesn't have excellent speed, but I do believe he's going to be a, a 
a, a, a super steal from uh, from a lot of people that doubted him. This because uh, a lot of analysts are saying he, he could get blown away by the wind. He only weighs like a buck seventy five or something or buck. Bro, watch. He can walk up. Look what happened with uh, uh with Brown on, on the Ravens. How he how he gained all that muscle. So we'll, we'll see how how it, uh this upcoming uh season is gonna be. It's it's real interesting. I, I think and and Chad also Chad Ocho Cinco, my guy. Right. He uh that that uh <laughs> he's a he's a great talent. I'm sorry right now. I'm in a but um but yeah uh, uh he he's. Wow, he just. I'm sorry. I am. I'm really. Uh, but yeah, he said he's. Uh, he's something in a two-game game, probably. He said he never seen a league game. You know, I don't blame you, bro. I don't blame. Uh, gaming never sleeps. Um, can you go back right. to that? Can you go back to that? Yes, sir. Of course. Never seen it before. The only comps are Ted and Marquise Brown. But I mean, Smith mm. is a better wide receiver prospect than both of them easily. Both of them combined. Yeah. So <laughs> I would say but, uh, you win the Heisman I, for the first time in. I do believe this is more Almost thirty already, years. Smith has a, a a ceiling to grow. As Chase, what you see is like probably what you're gonna get. Is the most NFL ready uh, wide receiver, but Smith does have a a, a higher ceiling due to uh, uh, what he can bring to the table. You know? Yep. Again, was a top 10 pick. Hey, listen, not all top 10 picks uh, pan out, but we're going to yeah, find yeah, out. Number seven, the Lions are picking Jamar Chase, a wide receiver for LSU. I love this pick as well. Uh, you got to give Jared Goff some help. Uh, he's obviously downgrading in every aspect in of the world. He's going from Sean McVay to I literally don't even remember the Lions coach name now. I just remember him saying that he would like – break his knee or something to do to like make a play or I don't know. He's a weird guy. Uh, obviously going from Cooper cup and, and Robert Woods and, uh, oh. Higby. What was that? Cooper okay. cup is goaded. Don't ever, I don't want to. No, get I'm saying, Cooper. no, he's saying, he's saying he's going from him to, uh, I'm saying, to the Lions. Cooper, he's, have nobody right going from Cooper cup and Robert Woods and all them to, the Lions, who have yeah. Quintus, do they have Quintez Cephas? Is that who they have? I, I honestly, I've never even heard school. that name in my life. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, but they need wide receiver help. It's obvious. I mean, Marvin Jones Jr. is gone down there. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars going to help out Trevor Lawrence there. Excuse me, and then Kenny Galladay goes over to the Giants to help out. Um, Jesus, whatever. Yeah. Most white name I've ever heard in my life. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, Daniel they goes and helps Daniel Jones out or whatever there in New York. Uh, so they need a wide receiver. And the obvious choice here, my number one wide receiver on my list is, you know, Jamar Chase, wide receiver LSU. You, they're always reliable. We'll look at Justin Jefferson. Look at every, you know, wide receiver or DB that's ever come out of LSU. They're very successful. Um, they, they do well. The, the kids that come out of Louisiana that, are, that played the wide receiver position – are just built different. I don't know what they do down there, but they're, they're really good. Um, it's crazy. Um, I think it's going to help Jared Goff as much as it can help, but he's going to need a hell of a lot more help than just Jamar Chase. So um, we'll see. Hopefully he doesn't get stuck there. It's uh, 
it's a tough life for Jared Goff. My man went from Marvin Jones. My man went from California to Detroit, bro. Imagine that. Well, should have played better. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's as simple as that. Yeah, uh, Mar- no, you're not wrong. I'm just saying. The sunshine state to the motor city. <laughs> so it's a tough life out here. At least uh, he's still got a job, you know, you know, he's making a lot, a lot more money than I'm going to make in life. Yeah, so, you know, what? a lot of players yeah, can't say that. Yeah. Put him up with Jamar Chase. Uh, I think Corey just said Tyrell Williams from Shaw Perryman. I, I mean, that's, it's, a, it's, a, it's all right. I mean, it's not, it's not a bad. Perfect way to finish last in your division. Well, yeah, I mean, that. <laughs> That's that's, that's, a tough that's a given. Yeah, that's, that's tough. tough. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Uh, number eight, we got Trey Lance going to the Panthers. Uh, I think that this is also a kind of not an easy pick, but a pick I see coming just because I think the Panthers are going to end up taking quarterback. And if I mean, I guess if whoever's there, they're going to take. Uh, are you do you like Mac Jones or, or Trey Lance more? Uh, Caleb has it. Trey Lance. Why Trey Lance? I just think he fits better to what the Panthers are trying to do with Matt Rule there now. He, he's more agile. He's more raw. He can kind of yeah. – Matt Rule is a college quarterback. He's been in the NFL, yeah, but, like, he, he he knows the college game very well, and he can be able to help this guy transition into a NFL quarterback. And if Teddy's still there, that's even better. You know, you give him a year behind Teddy Bridgewater, let him learn a little bit from Teddy because Teddy – a lot of people didn't think – Teddy Bridgewater coming out of college was going to be a good NFL quarterback. Nobody thought it, you know, nobody saw it coming much like they did Lamar Jackson. Nobody thought Lamar Jackson was going to be a good thrower, but you know, it, it, it turned out to be opposite. wise. So uh, yeah, I still don't. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater, same. I mean, you can always point back that he's better on the run outside the pocket than he is sitting inside the pocket and throwing the ball. That's fine. But if you are able to, you know, put him behind Teddy, put Trey Lance behind Teddy Bridgewater for a year, let him learn because he's very young. All right, Trey Lance is a young raw talent, and that's something you got to be able to, you know, kind of just force into not not a starting role, but a role to where he can learn and be able to excel from that learning and that knowledge that he's going to be able to gain. And you know, he has the potential to be a great NFL quarterback. Um, he's had a short season; he didn't play this past season as well. Um, so, and he's coming from D3, so it's a little bit of a different mixture when it comes to the NFL. So we'll see if he's able to catch up to the speed. That's another thing, having him sit for a year, catch up to that speed of the NFL when you're in practice, taking those second team reps. That's what you need there in the Panthers. I think it's a good pick for them. I don't think it's a great pick. If they're able to move up and get a quarterback sooner than a lot of these other teams that might not necessarily want a quarterback, say the Jets want to stay with Darnold, they don't want to go with Zach Wilson, and the Panthers want to move up, and try and snag a quarterback, not necessarily the two, but somewhere around there, maybe a three-team trade, move around pieces like we just saw happen. Um, yeah, so it's – okay, FCS, D3, you know. I, I'm sorry, Corey. Like, I get my divisions mixed up every once in a while, but you know what I'm saying. The level of play isn't the same as FBS when it comes to college football. And FBS is different than the NFL – and then you're going from you're trying to move up two levels at one time. You understand what I'm saying, and so I think it's a good pick for them overall, as long as they keep Teddy Bridgewater. Because if you try and throw Trey Lance immediately into the NFL, I think it's a failure automatically. All right, next up we got the Broncos going linebacker Micah Parsons. I, 
that, that front seven would be crazy. Well, oh, they seven. need they need a line. They've been searching for a linebacker for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah. Middle, middle mean, of Mike, yeah, definitely. They've been searching for uh, a Mike for for a minute since uh, I want to say what uh, Trevathan. Yeah, Danny Trevathan, yeah. baby. Yeah, so. so they've been searching for this guy. Micah Parsons has those off-field issues that a lot of it's starting to be brought up now that he's coming into the draft. Not a lot of people do about it leading up to this. So he's maybe falling a little bit. Yeah, but the farther than he can. He's a once in a generational. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. The, the generational talent that this kid has is ridiculous at what he's able to do from the linebacker position. Quick twitch, very on the ball, knows how to use his vision very well. He's very good when it comes to being physical at the line of scrimmage when he has to try and get through. So you, you see the things, I mean, ran under a four, four, five forty, um, which is crazy for a linebacker to be able to run. He, he's just putting up numbers right now. He's a great piece. Um, does he have a little bit to learn? Yeah. This linebacker group's not like the, the top notch linebackers. Like you see the Roquan Smiths or, you know, some of those guys come out that are supposed to be the guys, but this guy is separating himself from the rest of them. He just got his, got to get his off field, you know, concerns off the table when it comes to these interviews that he's having with, you know, college or college, excuse me, NFL scouts, NFL GMs, NFL head coaches. Um, so I really like him there. I mean, pretty much a steal if the Broncos get him there at nine. Yeah. Uh, you know, Corey said it. Broncos defense is stacked. They need a QB. No, they do, though. They definitely need a, they need a QB, too. They can't. They I don't, I don't do know. need a QB. But, that, I mean, why see, don't you bring why... in – okay, if you're the Broncos, though, why don't you bring in a guy like Alex Smith? Still able to play, proved it. And as long as you bolster – I mean, your offensive line is decent, but to, you know, bolster that offensive line, get some guys a little bit later in the draft, not like super late, but later in the draft – that are still serviceable offensive tackles because the offensive tackle and offensive guard pool in this draft is pretty deep. Okay. It's yeah. deep. They're not great. They're not great guys, you know, but they're, they're all deep. They all provide, you know, solidification along your offensive line, help Alex Smith out, protect him a little bit more, bringing a guy like that to be able to go and or help drew lock, you know, that would be, that would be awesome because I don't think drew locks done. I just think he was thrust in too early. Yeah, and that, that I mean, it's something you see with Jameis Winston types or uh, Marcus Mariota types who are immediately just thrust in to that role and having to do something that they're not used to because they're not ready for that yet. And so it's just it's just something that I think would be good for for that situation in terms of the Broncos taking Mike and Parsons instead of a quarterback. Yeah, I, I think uh, either Either or. I think I definitely, if he, they're able to get him, uh, Vic Vangio, obviously defensive-minded head coach, uh, plays plays for it, plays three four. So um, I think Drew Locke is done. Yeah, I saw I saw Corey said Darnold or maybe Jimmy G. I think trying to trade for those guys, very very possible. Um, that's I mean that's been they probably haven't really found that guy since Payton left. So um, especially in the division now where they have two up and comers uh, with with Mahomes and Herbert. Um, it, it would def it would definitely help to try to get that guy to be competitive, and and their cards their cards pretty good too. So um, Trey Lance, I like that move. Man. If Carolina can hit two home runs, go from Cam, and then you know have a couple two two year hiatus, and then get Trey Lance, and he's able to be special. Uh, that's 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 going to be perfect for them, especially in that division as Brady gets older. We just talked about Matt Ryan almost being 40, and we don't know what's going on with the Saints in their quarterback position. So if they hit a home run there, that would be perfect. I like his game. I do agree with Caleb. He's very raw. 
Um, he only played. He only had one one real season, and that was in 2019. Had 42 touchdowns, total touchdowns, zero picks. So, but he, that's he, an he insane stat line. I don't. Give, yeah. I don't care where you play, bro. Special, yeah, special. I mean, he went to the same. He went to the same college as uh, as uh, Carson. Wentz VP, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, <laughs> so I think I think if, if uh, Matt Rules did a did a really good job, you know, and and not having McCaffrey for the entire season, they went five and eleven. So um, they're gonna give they're gonna give McCaffrey the rock and, and let the young guy develop. Uh, whether it's Teddy or or Trey Lance, if he if he gets drafted there, it'd be a perfect situation for him. Let the defense cover up for some of the mistakes. I think it's a great fit. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll round out the top 10 Cowboys, get Patrick Sertain, cornerback out of Alabama. I think this is another one. This is another no-brainer to me. Their defense is literally one of the worst things I've ever seen. They're set (laughs) everywhere else on the offensive side of the ball. I've seen Sertain, you know, compared to Jalen Ramsey. Uh it's it's easy 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 pick right there. <laughs> no, shit. I don't know. About that. Uh, no, well, listen, I'm, just, I'm, I'm telling you what I saw. I'm telling you what I saw on Instagram. I'm just telling you. Don't I'm shoot the messenger. No corner, there is no corner in this draft that is Jalen Ramsey. I'm sorry. Don't uh, shoot he the has messenger. A legitimate, he has a legitimate conversation to be had as the best quarterback in the league. I, I'm just saying. I'm not. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. With Stephon Gilmore, I know he's a Gilmore. No, uh, I put it. I, I get put, it. Possible. Or he said, you know, like, sir, or very worried about Sertain. I've not heard good things. It'd be such a Dallas move to miss a cornerback. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I mean, you look at what he is. They need, second, they need secondary help. They do. They, they need it bad, and it depends on who you have as your number one corner, right? Who do you have as your number one corner? Do you want Caleb Farley? Do you want J.C. Horn? Or do you want Patrick Sertain the second, you know, and those are your three guys. And you can maybe throw in the guy from Northwestern there. And then, you know, coming around and out of the top five, maybe Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State. But, you know, like, obviously, Asante, obviously, well, he's the number five, probably overall rated <laughs> corner in this draft, in my opinion. He, he plays well above his size. He's very physical. So I'll throw that in there. I don't have him on the list, but like, He's good. He's a good corner. I and mean, look where his dad, like his dad wasn't the biggest guy. His dad was a little bit bigger than him, but he was still a ball hawk. He was a dog. That's what Asante Samuel Jr. is. Too. Yeah, Asante so, Samuel guy. Yeah. Um, but Patrick Sertain, I think he's my number one, you know, just based off of his career at Alabama, the way he was able to lock down um, whoever he was going against, especially against SEC type competition. It's going to translate well over to the NFL. And the Cowboys obviously need help when it comes to the position of cornerback. Uh, they've got, you know, a young guy um, on the other side of the ball was hurt at the end of the year. I forget his name. Um, what's his name's brother? Oh, Tra- uh, Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's got, they've got that guy. He's going to be good. He's young. He was learning at the beginning of the season. That's why he got burned a lot. But at the end of the season, right before he started, when he got hurt, he was playing well. So you, you pair him with a guy like Patrick Sertain. It's going to sure up that, that defensive side of the ball a little bit more. Um, for the Cowboys, and they really desperately need that help. Listen, there's no need to subscribe to ESPN Plus, and we have Corey in the comments. Uh, <laughs> he said negatives late reacting to the opponents off the snap possesses average instincts and gets beaten by ball fakes, <laughs> tends to do a bit of face guarding, better facing the action. Yeah, he, he, he's very jumpy. He likes to you know go for the big play, things of that nature, which could hurt him. That's fine. But also, you want a very aggressive wide receiver in the NFL. You want a guy who's willing to take those risks when you have help over the top. 
which is a lot more of what the NFL does. You know, it's yeah. you're not playing man to man because you don't have to. You know, you can play with the help over the top, and so that's going to benefit him. So, I mean, I I think him being aggressive is what Jerry Jones is going to fall in love with. <laughs> yeah, and the Cowboys they play cover three. Dan Quinn, that's his that's his system. Um, look at guys like Richard Sherman, uh, Browner as well. Um, you know, they're they're. They play zone. So Corey said, you know, he's more of a zone cornerback. I think that probably fits their system better than some of those other guys um, in the draft. All right. Well, that rounds out our top 10. We'll go through the rest of the list, obviously. A little, do a little bit quicker, you know. I'll, I'll name <laughs> off. Well, no, listen, listen, you got to go over the top 10 in depth, though, because that's the important stuff. Yeah, that's where, important. That's yes. where you start fighting people, okay? So. <laughs> I fully respect going over, you know, this top 10. You know what, Caleb? I have to let you say the number 11 guy because I refuse to say names wrong. Quiddy Pay, uh, defensive end, edge there out of Michigan. Played inside as well as outside of the defensive line, but he was always rushing no matter if he was inside or not. Uh, Giants need help on the edge. It, it's obviously clear. They also need help on the offensive tackle position, but I don't know if you really want to go here yet because you have a serviceable offensive tackle. He's not – you know, somebody you got to reach for here, and you definitely need help on the defense side of the ball. I think it's easy to take Quiddy Pay here. Um, they need help getting to the quarterback. Quiddy Pay has all the attributes that you want out of the defensive end, and he showed out in his senior year. So good for him. Yeah. Uh, Eagles, number 12, get Jalen Waddle. I think this is literally fantastic. <laughs> As you can see, Eli celebrating right there. Uh, they Listen, they need wide receiver help. I think – I don't know what happened. I don't know if they need to, you know, use some sage or witchcraft in the locker room. Uh, I think the Eagles, you know, Lincoln Financial was built on some ancient burial ground. Nobody can stay healthy at the wide receiver position. So you get Jalen Waddle, pair him up with, with Jalen Rager, who you got last year, and, and you see if Jalen Hurts can actually do something. Easy pick, in my opinion. Eagles need help, wide receiver position, to give Jalen Hurts a weapon who he's familiar with. Going back to Jalen Waddle and that Alabama relationship, I think it's smart on their pick, especially moving back here in the draft. It's fine. You're not missing out on a wide receiver that you desperately need or a playmaker that you desperately need. Yeah, Eli, I, I, I got to hear something from you. I have to. I, I, do, I, do, like oh. I do like the pick. I do like the pick. We love that. Simple and to the point. See, just like Court, <laughs> Eagles don't do this. Yeah, Eagles don't. Eagles probably won't do it, but they should. <laughs> yeah, See, they probably won't. Like, they're not a wide receiver away, and, like, they're don't not. get me wrong, I understand that argument, but, like, you got to start somewhere. You have like, you to gotta be able start to put up getting points. talent somewhere. You have to put up points. Watch. You have to do, you have to do something. The end, like, oh, my God, watch. We'll do something they're, at the DN. <laughs> and not a wide receiver away, but you know they don't have it. They have a lot of holes on the team. So yeah, like you guys are saying, you know they need to. They need some type of uh, stakes later. I mean, yeah, you start in the trenches and you start build out. That's that's kind of the thing that you know the old school NFL people do. I mean, but like you're also not a tackle away. So like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, so like you got to sort of create talent somewhere. I mean, so if you can get Waddle, I guess you can check off wide receiver from that from that position board. So I mean, Fucks. I don't know. I like it because I, I think if you get Waddle, you're getting Hurts a number one wide receiver. Who now, if Hurts all of a sudden is still terrible, 
then you're like, okay, maybe we should have moved on from Jalen Hurts, and then CJ would have been right that they should have drafted a quarterback. <laughs> uh, number 13, though, that is Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern to the Chargers. I like this pick as well. I think that that's another team that's kind of – like that's just another team that if they had an actual coach, they'd be so good, and hopefully they do now. You have Herbert, you have Austin Eckler, you got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I know they lost uh, Hunter Henry to your boys, but uh, they did get Jared Cook in return. Derwin James hopefully comes back. They have a bunch of corners. Joey Bosa still there. Like they're good. They're like, good. They just need to protect their boy. So why Sl- is that? Why you going Slater here? Uh, you nailed exactly what I was going to say on the head. They're getting Derwin James back. Defense is nasty. Defense is always pretty decent there as long as everybody's healthy and they're all clicking on the same zone. They're, they're good. Their weapons on the offensive side of the ball are fantastic as well, like you just mentioned. I, I don't want to go back through and name them all, but they're great. And then you protect Herbert with perhaps maybe the number one overall offensive tackle that a lot of people are saying as their number one overall. I know Penesul's mine, but – Rashawn Slater's right on his ass. So, um, you know, you take him at 13, you get that that blindsided protected, you give him protection there in the pocket, let him rip that ball as we already see he can do, um, and you just give him time to do it. It's just going to game change it for the Chargers, and I, I think they make the playoffs next year because of it. Bro, I, I got Chargers as a sneaky, sneaky little team in the playoffs, bro. Like, I, I know that, listen, they haven't had their best luck. That was, those were the Philip Rivers years. Those were Mr. Sidewinder years. Justin Herbert leading the ship. I, I'm liking it. I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll do bold predictions. You know, me and CJ closer to the season, which is obviously in a, a, a little while going here. But I, I got to keep charges in the back of my head as a little uh, surprise Super Bowl team, just saying. Uh, Vikings also go tackle Christian Darisaw. I hope that's his name. Uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, I, I agree with this one, too. They're obviously a, a run-first team. You you get another guy in the trenches and and well, they just got they just got rid of their they just got rid of their starting offensive tackle so um or you know he, he's gone now I don't know exactly what happened but you need to fill in that slot Christian Darrisaw is the best offensive tackle last year graded out wise in the college football scene so um I think it's a great pickup for the Vikings there's a little bit of question marks around you know his physicalness is he going to be that mean guy who can be able to step in to those mean defensive linemen to be able to hold up. We'll see, but I think it's serviceable. I mean, you got Dalvin Cook back there. You need to be able to create space with him in the run game as well, as well as protect Kirk Cousins. So, I mean, you gotta, you gotta do a couple of things here. And I think Christian Darisol is like a nice little piece to be able to fit in there right off the bat for him. <sighs> now you got me and CJ on the edge of our seats. We got Patriots at number 15 taking Mac Jones. Now, listen, if this happens, like I said, I know nothing about college football, really. That's why I brought Caleb here. I, if, if we pick Max Jones at 15, that's that's the best quarterback in the draft, obviously. Just waiting on Corey to mess with, like, no. Like, yeah, yeah, he so probably doesn't, doesn't want this to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, it just, just got Aguilar born, you know. I don't, I don't. I feel like those two pickups pretty much cemented. That's not. Yeah, but like, are they number one? You gotta understand. Aguilar, hey, Corey, this wide receiver, <laughs> this wide receiver, this wide receiver class is like last year's. It's deep. You can get a steal at some point in this draft. I mean, you look at a guy like Jalen Darden out of 
out of Northern Texas. He's an absolute animal, especially in the slot. I know he's not a big guy, but like Rashad Bateman is a big guy. You you look at guys, if you want a big guy, you look at Tamorian Terry, who had a, a pretty good pro day himself from Florida State. If you want a deep guy who, who's just going to be able to burn down the field and use his LinkedIn athleticism to go up and get a ball. I mean, there's so many guys in this NFL draft at the wide receiver position that go it goes so deep that you can be able to snag one of them later in the draft that you don't need. So right now, I know Cam's coming back, but why not bring in a potential quarterback that you can have that fits a Bill Belichick system that he likes to run to be able to learn from Cam? Because Cam's not a stupid quarterback. Does he do, do some dumb things here and there? Yeah. But he's been in the league for a while, and he still wouldn't be a starter in the league if he wasn't smart enough to be an NFL quarterback. And he can—it's one of those situations you can learn from Cam Newton. You're not—you're not—you're not agile like Cam Newton, but Cam Newton—if you see him step back in the pocket, he's very smooth. He's very clean when he does step back in the pocket. Is it necessary necessarily accurate when it releases out of his hand? No. Oh, but his footwork, his footwork's good. He knows how to stand in the pocket. He can teach Matt Mac Jones some things that will help him in terms of stepping up in the pocket, getting outside of the pocket, and be able to throw. Peyton Manning wasn't a great running quarterback, but did he know how to maneuver the pocket and throw well when he was outside of the pocket? Absolutely. And that's something I think he can learn from Cam Newton. And if as long as the Patriots do draft Mac Jones. Is it a perfect fit? I don't know. It's going to be to be seen, but I don't know where else after the free agent market and what the Patriots did over the free agent market where they want to go. Yeah, there's still some gaps, but the most glaring gap, in my opinion, is that long-term quarterback because you know Cam's not that guy. Corey. 1,000%. That, that is – man. I, Corey, I'm a little confused, bro. You said Belichick's been, been you know, toying with a mobile quarterback his entire coaching career. Did you miss the last 20? We had Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. The most mobile guy was maybe Brissett in the last yeah. like, couple years. Yeah. Like, Stidham, maybe, if you want to count Stidham. that. Yeah. There was no toy. <laughs> we had we had the Hess truck collection. We weren't we weren't going out and buying the new ones. Yo, Hess trucks were low-key the most fire Christmas gift I used to get, and then I stopped getting them. I was that was a sad time in life. Yeah, I like I like uh, I like Mac Jones. You know, obviously he's catching some flack right now after today, which is uh, you know, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna get criticism. So many people were high on him. Uh, All right, hold I thought, on. I thought. Hold on, Tebow. Really? Oh, Jesus, don't even do not. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just keep going. I'm for you. That's what he's saying. Right. That's what he's saying. We're not. You know, we're not getting thing. in. We are oh, not getting into Tebow talk. Listen, bro. He might been. He might have been toying with you know, mobile quarterbacks his entire career. Well, let me get. Well, let me tell you something. He was looking for toys at the Goodwill. <laughs> Tebow. He 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 wasn't going to no Toys R Us. He was going to the Goodwill. You know. Uh, Salvation Army and getting mobile quarterbacks then, because I mean Stidham and, and Tebow, they, those are the ones we're naming. Corey, this is what we're doing, really. Yeah, those are all you know day three guys. You know, Tebow played great in college, but he's really like a day three guy if you look at it. But um, Tim Tebow yeah. is a day zero guy; shouldn't even been drafted. <laughs> Sheesh. Sheesh. Um, yeah, Mac Jones, I think could be a good fit, probably. Sitting a year would definitely be definitely be uh, something to, something to consider. We'll see, we'll see. I mean, everybody has a projector going on 
San Fran, you know, all these analysts or experts, you know, whatever you want to call them, uh, have, have taken Mac. I thought, you know, Trey was able to slide down to maybe 15. Uh, I felt like, you know, we could have definitely snacked him up because although although I disagree with Corey in terms of, you know, he he, I think he wants to try to SMC. That's what I'm saying. Like if he does go three, then I'm, I, I hopefully we are able to get Mac. Um, but um, so, but Carolina still still might take Trey. Yeah, but Carol, all right, Carolina still might take Trey at eight. So it's very possible that they do that. Um, but I think he's I think he is he's trying it out now with Cam. You know, trying to see you know what how mobile QB can play into the system. And um, how would that help? I think it doesn't hurt. Bill Belichick is still a definitely a run the ball, definitely a run the ball um, type of guy. So you know, if you're able to have a mobile QB as well, you know, it obviously helps control the clock, things of that nature. Wide receiver, I'm not against it. There are there's a pretty good. It is a pretty. Good I ain't mad. I wouldn't be mad. It is a pretty good class. You know, um, Bateman has has gotten a lot of talk. Over the last couple last couple of weeks or so, so I think it's, it's I don't know about fifteen, but um, but the thing for Belichick is you know like it's the last number one wide receiver that true number one was Randy, you know Brady made Edelman into a number one. What a time! So, right, so it's like you know Bill Bill doesn't really cater to right exactly right. It's like Bill Bill doesn't really cater to like you know true number one guys, so um, he, he he caters to you know fit guys that can fit into the scheme, and and most of the, and that's why that's why Randy only lasted about a year and a half for, for the Patriots. It was a special year and a half. Don't get me wrong, but it was yeah it wasn't that it wasn't that long. So that's why you see slot guys Troy Brown, Russ Welker, Edelman, you know guys that are counted out, low under the radar guys succeed because. They just want to get. They just want to play. So, and a lot of number one guys, they just want the ball. So it's a different, different in mindset. So, fifteen is, is tricky. It's tricky, man. Um, uh, I mean, I like Mac. I thought he played well. I thought he had a great college football. I thought he had a great season last year. Um, See, you know the last Alabama quarterback to win a Super Bowl. I'll give you a hint. He played for New York. Play for New York last. Oh yeah. Oh oh, Namath. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying that on a bad way. I'm just saying I'm a little. I'm a little nervous. You know, we were naming off the Ohio State quarterbacks. You can start naming off some Alabama (laughs) quarterbacks. I mean, you want to look at. You. I mean, let's see. You could go through. I mean, Hertz is one of them. AJ McCarron. Well, Hertz remains to be seen. Yeah. Exactly. Hurts remains to be seen. McCarron, yeah, but but Mac had a different. He had a different type of. He didn't have the same years like AJ McCarron and and, and Jalen Hurts. He had a. He had a, He played much better in the pocket. Uh, Steve Carcesian said, you know, as the as the weeks progressed, you know, they increased the offense because he was just more comfortable with the offense. Obviously, the Waddle and Smith uh, gave him high praise over Mac. So, I think I think why not sit sit a year, sit for a year. Learn the system. Brady sat for a year. Learn the system. I'm not comparing him to Brady. I'm just comparing situations and what they should do. Um, and I think it's very possible he, he, he could play well. I think, like like Caleb said, the wide receiver class is, um, has a lot of depth this in this class this see this year. So uh, I'm not I'm not against waiting until getting another guy um, in, the, in the later rounds. We have 11 picks in this draft. 
Yeah. Well, we're gonna find out. <laughs> we are certainly gonna yeah, find I, out. I'm, I'm, I'm just. It's scary. I mean, it's no, it's not scary, but it's just really just a little uh, wracking. Yeah, it's just interesting to see, like you know, who's gonna be that, who's gonna be that franchise guy. You know, after seeing you know Brady, you know, hold it down for two decades, this is this is this is gonna this is gonna make this is gonna this this cap off on Bill. They're on the end of Bill's uh, coaching tenure because it's coming up. Obviously, it's just inevitable. You know, it probably he may he may hit seventy, you know, maybe seventy one or something like that, and then so whoever he gets to you know succeed his coaching career in the ring without Brady. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be key. It's gonna be key. Um, I'm really interested to see you know how how the the New England scouting department finds that guy. Oh, well, let me tell you something. It's been real tough recently. Uh, <laughs> number sixteen, you got Jay's Horn going to the Cardinals, a cornerback. I think this is pretty solid as well. You know, you got to replace Patrick Peterson. Is that is that the main reason? Main reason. I mean, they need help. I mean, even Patrick Peterson wasn't, you know, very serviceable last year in, in his role. He's getting older and, you know, ended up, you know, being done. So they need they need the help here. Um, and so I think it's an easy pick there for the Cardinals to get J.C. Horn. All right. You, you got the next one because of the last name, bro. All right. <laughs> At 18, the Dolphins in, in their second pick here, the draft, they're taking Jeremiah owusu Koromoa. Oh, no, no. Like, we skipped over the Raiders, my guy. Oh, my bad. Raiders, Raiders, uh, 17. Excuse me. I can't see. Um, Jason Oway, um, Edge out bro, of Penn State. You couldn't State. pronounce that? Bro, I see. I thought it was. But I, I thought you were talking about Jeremiah. Sure. Oh, I've got three good ones right in a row for you, so it's fun. yeah. Listen, you got the next three picks. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> yeah, Jason Away um, ran under four, 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 five, forty-two at the edge position. Uh, another Penn State guy, like we were talking about with Michael Parsons, who ran under a four, four, five, forty um, from the edge or linebacker position. So you be able to possess that. Uh, move up draft boards a little bit. Good for you. Really tested out of the waters in his pro day. He was already freaking nature based off the film you see. Stats don't necessarily back that up, but I mean, you're going up against Big Ten offensive linemen every single day. That's a really hard thing um, to be able to do because their offensive linemen in the Big Ten are a lot different than the offensive linemen and uh, even the SEC, in my opinion. The offensive linemen that the Big Ten get are are just hog mollies. They they can stop you from getting anywhere. So um, he's good. He's raw. Um, but that's the type of player that I, I see the Raiders going after, especially John Gruden. He likes those raw talents that are able – he can able to work into an NFL superstar, and it's just a typical Raiders pick in my opinion here. Yeah, they need help getting to the quarter – or the, yeah, to the quarterback for sure. So I don't, I don't mind this one at all. Yeah, Farrell hasn't really worked out for them. So they yeah. need, need to find the answer there. Hey, they got exactly. a bad match right though. And that, that's a good guy to get that that is going to be able to get back to the quarterback for them. They haven't been able to do that ever since they let uh, what's his name go to the Bears. So, um, yeah, they, they haven't been able to replace that production that he was able to to you know produce for them. So, um, with that, we'll, we'll just move on. Dolphins eighteen, um, Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, linebacker out of Notre Dame. Uh, what a great pickup here for the Dolphins. Uh, I think this is a great pickup for the Dolphins. Obviously, they lose Van Noy. Uh, well, not lose because they kind of just let them walk and, and go. And so that's fine with them. And I think that's because they think they're going to get a solid linebacker here at the 18 spot. And I think that's where they're going to get their guy here out of Notre Dame. There's been a lot of comparisons to Telvin Smith at Florida State and the way he played. And that is a scary sight because before Telvin Smith had all his off-field problems and he was playing there for the Jags, he was one of the best linebackers in the league. Uh, he was amazing. He was small. 
Um, he, but he was fast and he brought the, he brought the hammer, he brought the rock, whatever you want to say, dude. And that's the same type of player, um, that Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa is. If you put on his tape, he just explodes to the ball. He will dislodge the ball just on a big hit, not even stripping for it. And he's just a dog when it comes to the linebacker position because he can move fast at a small size. And we'll see uh, a lot of linebackers now in the NFL are moving towards that. So we'll see, you know, how that pans out for him. But I think it's a great pickup there for the Dolphins. Yeah, uh, like you said, he's they're replacing Kyle Van Noy. Well, like you said, also not really replacing him, but, you know, picking somebody up in his spot because they just said bye. Uh, good looks on coming back to your boys, though. Uh, yeah, a nice linebacker replacement. Obviously, they, they, they have to do it somewhere, and uh, they do it in the draft. Yeah, you got anything on him, CJ? Or I can move on to this next name that I that I got to be able to fix for Connie. See this man, this man Caleb, CJ. If you noticed, this man Caleb said his the the Dolphins dude full name twice just to flex it. I had I had to type it all out, bro. I just couldn't put the last name. You know, I, I had to put the whole thing for you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Now you get to know. Now you can just be like, I can look back on this clip and be like, I know this guy now. Like, he's going to be a boss. Uh, but <laughs> the Redskins at 19 taking Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive tackle, offensive guard out of USC. Um, the actual USC, not not Southern Carolina or South Carolina, excuse me. Um, yeah, this guy played at both the offensive guard position and both the offensive tackle position at USC in his career, and he dominated at both. So this is a great pickup for the Redskins who are going to need help with being able to protect quarterback, whoever's back there, whatever they want to fit, if it's Henneke or whoever else they want to put back there. Um, they need help protecting them. They're a decent team. They could go help a little bit on the defensive line uh, and mostly that interior or excuse me, not defensive line. They need help on maybe the linebacker position, I think, is where they they would actually need help on the defensive side of the ball, not not the line. Um, but, you know, they, they could they're serviceable, you know, with the linebackers they have. They can maybe get one later in the draft to create some, you know, friction in there to get those players to play better on the defensive side of the ball at the linebacker position. But um, you need to sure up that offensive line a little bit more. They were they were they were OK. But I mean, Washington's close, man. They're they're a good team. Um, I don't know why I still have Redskins in here, on here. I'm sorry, guys. We need to put the Washington football team. Um, I, yeah, it's just my fault. So um, I can't believe I do that. I'm still living in <laughs> living in the time. So yeah, um, but yeah, I think it's a good pickup for the Redskins. You know, being able to protect whoever's back there at quarterback. Yeah, and then you know another person that, like, I want them to have a good quarterback. But obviously, at 19, you're not going to get one of those top guys. Uh, there's nobody else you really want to get there, so you might as well protect the quarterback that you already have. Uh, you know, they have 65 first round picks on the defensive line anyway, so they're good on that. Uh, they they got Curtis Samuel. They signed Adam Humphreys. They still have you know Scary Terry. Uh, you, you might as well. Pre- I tell you, know, you, dude, they're right there. They just no, need. They need so something. You, you saw what Henneke was able to do against the Bucks. Like that's a that was a good Bucks defense. That was the closest like, game of the playoffs for them. Yeah, for the Bucks. Closest game of the playoffs for the Bucks. You think about that. And the teams that the Bucks went up against, Green Bay, the Chiefs. Like that's New hard Orleans. in the, in New Orleans. And those are all lethal offenses. And they weren't able to put up what Henneke was able to do to the Redskins. And if he just even had some more time, like even he was able to get out of the pocket and still score against the Bucks. But like if you protect him where he doesn't have to do that and he can throw one on a dime, maybe that run doesn't 
happen, you know, maybe he doesn't score on that. And it's maybe just like a six, seven yard gain. If he's able to throw that because you got protection and there's an open wide receiver, it could be a game changer in the game. And I think that it's going to help them so much more. Yeah. Uh, CJ, got anything? I mean, um, everything looks good. I mean, for all these teams that we've gone through from 16 to, to 19, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's what these, these teams need. Uh, yes, sir. Washington football team, yeah, they're they're QB away, but they're probably gonna have to look next year. Now you get into number twenty. Another tackle goes off the board. Walker Little goes to the Bears. I also like this pick. Uh, you like he's I been, said, you can't really get a quarterback, in. so you might as well protect the one you got. Right. Same yeah, he, they're not gonna go up and get a quarterback right now. Um, but it would be such a Bears thing <laughs> if they did. You know, like if <laughs> if the Bears were excuse me, to make a stupid decision and move up, which I think is dumb. Like, ride this out. Just let it happen. You know, like, it's earn yourself a better draft slot next year, and, you know, you can start from there. And, you know, getting an offensive tackle that's solid. He's had injury problems. His pat, or In 2019, he had an injury. His season got short, and then he opted out of the 2020 season. So we haven't seen Walker Litter a lot, but he tested out of the waters it at his pro day for, for Sanford. He did a great job. He was able to put up numbers. You can tell he's been working. And I think that's where you see him rising up a little bit more because he was kind of forgotten. And that's why you see the Bears taking him there at 20. You know, I'm going to try this one for the Colts. I'm going to try it, bro. Aziz Ajalari, right? Uh, my Good boy. job, man. Look Good at, job. Like, what a guy. Love him. Big what fan of him out of Georgia <laughs> to the Colts. Oh, man, this kid is a, another freak. He's another one of those freak defensive ends that, you know, I think it's possible in his case that there is too many people on that Georgia defense. Like too many pieces on that Georgia's defense that could make a play that he was kind of overshadowed by them. Like that one guy in the draft that you could say that about, but he was still able to put up decent numbers even though he had to deal with that. You know, like you had a top-notch defense and now, now you got to be able to – try and make a name for yourself. He's testing out of the waters at his pro day. He, he's doing a great job, and the Colts need help on the edge. Obviously, they weren't able to get to the quarterback a lot last year, and that kind of prevented their corners from being able to lock down. Xavier Rhodes had a, a bounce-back season even off of that, so maybe he can keep reviving his career a little bit um, as they get pressure to the quarterback. We'll see if that's the case or not. Uh, I, I was hesitant. I was very – Hesitant to take an edge here for the Colts because I wanted to take a, a corner opposite of Xavier Rhodes off of this, but I think they are serviceable there. They got a little bit of depth. So I think getting back to the quarterback will help them out a lot in terms of their defensive scheme moving forward. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we'll move on. 22, the Titans get Greg Newsom a corner. They have to replace, you know, a few people. They let go of Malcolm Butler. They let go of Dory Jackson. So they find the replacement here. You have to. You have to. You lose both those guys. You have to replenish here in the first round. You have to go get a guy here in the first round because you're going to be left with not a whole lot. If not, you know, I mean, maybe you can get a steal in the second, but you don't want to, you know, put all your chips in the middle of the table for that to happen. So Greg Newsom, he is probably one of the most fluid, you know, corners in the draft when it comes to his fluidity and the way he moves his hips in terms of playing a wide receiver on the side of the ball. Um, yes, 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 we do. Um, but yeah, Greg Amber, Newsom, the hardest worker around. Yeah, she she is she is one of the best guys. If you don't follow Amber, go follow Amber. She she puts out content like no other, um, and she comes with all the knowledge. So like NFL, women's basketball, college basketball, NBA basketball, whatever you want to, man, Amber's always on it. So um, love her. 
and love what she's able to provide. But yeah, Greg Newsom, I think is a pick for the Titans here. Um, not a really well-known name, but if you go and watch his film, he's locked down, has great grades across the board, very fluid with his hips, perfect size for a cornerback that you want there. And he's going to fit, um, I forget their head coach's name. I know you guys are going to, you know, yell at me for this, for not, uh, Vrabel, 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 Vrabel. I think he's a perfect cat, baby. For, He's perfect fit for what Mike Grable wants to do on the defensive side of the ball. They had a dominating defense about two years ago. I think this is going to be a start in that direction. This is going to be a defensive draft for them because of what they were able to do offensive side of the ball in free agency. Um, Corey Davis obviously wasn't it, opposite of A.J. Brown. You are, you still have Derrick Henry. Tannehill has resurrected his career. So you're pretty much set on the offensive line there. You've got a great offensive line too, um, a good tight end or – yeah, you have a good tight end that would, his name's not really known compared to what John o. Smith was, but he's still good. So the offense is fine. Build that defense back up to where Vrabel wants it to be, and I think Greg Newsom fits perfectly. Well, this is perfect timing because it's 11-11 and the Jets are picking at 23, and they need a wish to make their teams somewhat decent. Uh, but they're going to start off with Jalen Phillips, edge out of Miami. Like I said, they need everything. Literally everything. So they're gonna they they go with Jalen Phillips. Why him at that spot? They need help getting to the quarterback, um, especially off the edge. They've obviously got the middle push. They can be able to create that middle push, but you can't get to the quarterback when you have one and not the other. So you, if you be able to create both of those, like you look at the Bucks and what they have done on their defensive line, you get pushed from all areas at all times. So it's just you got to be able to have that aggressive defense. They need that help. Um, they have holes everywhere. You could point to any direction that they could need help. Um, but I just think this is, you know, you take one of the better players that's still left on the board here as well as be a serviceable, you know, player for your team and what you need from them. And Jalen Phillips has kind of been forgotten because he was at UCLA. You know, he came in as a five-star recruit, went to UCLA, got hurt played didn't do as well as he thought he would after that and then transferred over to Miami and played alongside um Quincy Roche who was at Miami uh, Gregory Russo was there but he decided to opt out last se- um last season so he was opposite side of Quincy Roche who everybody thought was going to be you know the Miami defensive end you needed to watch this year the transfer from Temple and he he was kind of overshadowed by Jalen Phillips and Jalen Phillips started raising himself up the draft board um, I think it's a great fit. I think he's living up to his potential now. He's comfortable. He's a lot less, you know, tight after that injury. I think it's going to be a good fit here for the Jets. Um, we'll see if it works out again. You never know with Jets players, but I think it's a good pickup for him. Yeah. <laughs> the Jets need everything, so they might as well start somewhere. They obviously got their quarterback earlier on in the draft, and then they go with the edge. Uh, the Steelers get Sam Cosme, uh, uh, tackle out of Texas. A little surprised with this one. I obviously don't know the, uh, you know, lineman situation I, I my immediate thought process for the Steelers is center because of, of Pouncey retiring uh but you have them go and tackle yeah well Sam can switch in between tackle and guard um he, he's able to do both because he's slightly undersized so you can definitely move him over into that offensive guard position and be able to slot somebody else into the center and go get him acclimated because the center you can have a great center who's not originally center. You know, like there, there's plenty of players like that in the NFL who have been able to fill in that role, and they've been great. Joe Thune played center last year, right? And like it, it's just a natural thing; it can happen. So Sam Cosme, it's I don't really know a lot about the Steelers. I, I 
tried to stay away from whatever the shit they got going on there at like all times. It feels like it feels like there's always some shit happening with the Steelers that like everybody's is there in their drama and all kinds of shit. So like I don't I just choose not to fucking pay attention to it because I don't want to deal with it. It's just a clusterfuck, but they're like good somehow, like every year. Um, but whatever. Um, Sam Cosby, I think it is going to be a solid pickup. You know, protect Big Ben. You need help. Um, you know, at the end of the year, we saw Big Ben, you know, get under a lot of pressure and, and things like that can't happen when you're trying to make a run, especially at the end of Big Ben's career. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. They could use a running back. They could use a ton of different things here. If you, no, if you I didn't really even wanna, think about that. Najee Harris pick. right here. Woo! Right. Najee Harris is my backup pick for the Steelers in this spot but I don't think I wanted to take him that early. I don't have any running backs in this first round, um, which is kind wow. of shocking. But if I were to have a team pick a running back in the first round, it would probably be the Steelers. You know, what? Uh, another team that I wouldn't – actually, no, I lied. I wouldn't mind them going running back because they have James Robinson. Is the Jags. They're back. Uh, you know, obviously got their quarterback as well, as we all know. Bro, I, I, I think I got the last name, but, like, I'm not sure. Just said it, bro. Come on, man. got to be on it, man. I'm I'm feeling like Gregory Rusea. Russo. What? Russo. <laughs> I don't, bro, I told you. I ain't no I ain't no name guy. Gregory Gregory Russo. Russo. See, like you know what? It's French. We gotta fix spelling names, people. We start doing we start and you start doing these interviews, man. Once you get once you go big time, man. Oh, yo, listen, listen. Names, that's bro. why I stuck to people like Trey Wingo. I can pronounce that. <laughs> I mean yeah, uh, Gregory Gregory Russo. Um, the Jags need help on the defensive side of the ball, especially on the defensive line. Um, and I, well, their secondary is pretty decent. They, they've they've got a decent secondary. It's not overwhelming, especially after free agent period. They did a good job picking up some guys. Um, but they need help on the on the line and especially on the outside to be able to get pressure. They, you know, Chris, <laughs> you got problems, bro. Yeah, I'm crying. Only feet season. It's only feet season. Cry. <laughs> yeah, Gregory Russo is a freak. Um, he he didn't play last year because he opted out, but he's a freak. Um, dude's huge. I don't even know how big he is right now, but he's oh, he's mad, a, a massive human being, but like <laughs> but like lean at the same time, bro. He's just like a freak athlete. Um, it's <laughs> what are y'all laughing? I said pause, bro. But... Oh my bad. I kept going. <laughs> no, no. Keep was, you doing your thing, bro. You no, know, you're doing great. Right. I'm just being annoying. I'm, I'm just out here grinding, bro. Yeah, 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 bro. Oh, listen, Caleb is a star, people. Caleb is a star. <laughs> no, I, I learned. I learned. All, I learned all my knowledge from my co-host Sam Derry. Honestly, like I wouldn't be able to tell you guys half of the shit I'm telling you right now without him. But yeah, shout I can't Sam. wait for Sam to get on the show. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, but Gregory Russo is a freak of nature. I think it's going to help the Jags on the defensive side of the ball here. If Urban's <clears> smart, he's going to go ahead and grab him because if you let him slide anymore, somebody's going to snag him up and just have a beast of a defensive end when it comes to the NFL. Whether he's going to start or not, that's to be seen. We'll see how he. You know, recollect himself after not playing this past season, but um, I think he's going to be a great pickup for the Jags there at twenty-five. All right, we're going to zoom right through. We're on the we're on the final stretch. We got the Browns at twenty-six. Uh, Zayvon Collins, a linebacker. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, what else do they really need? They got they got linemen. Their running backs are a one. 
I mean, you definitely defensive lines. Defensive lines good. I mean, you could use yeah, you could I use mean, somebody opposite of Miles Garrett, but I think that's why you bring I, in a linebacker. I here. think they're going Jadavian Clowney. Possible. Yeah. I mean, they could they could do that. They could do that, and then your linebacker is is your pick here, which is who I obviously have of taking. Um, Zayvon Collins. If you guys haven't been able to watch his tape, I highly recommend it. Guy is super high motor, super aggressive at the ball, no matter where it's at. And, and a lot of people didn't get to see him because he goes to Tulsa. You know, he wasn't a primetime guy. Not not a lot of people got to see him. But go look at his not only his his film, like I said, but go look at this dude's stats, and you're gonna be like, what a freak. You're gonna be like, what is this guy? Why why hasn't why haven't we talked about him enough? Because he is on a different level. He, he, he's a little smaller than you want out of a linebacker, but he's going to be great off the edge, especially in that blitzing role. And that's what the Browns need. Get pressure on that quarterback opposite side of Miles Garrett. And you're going to be looking very pretty there on the defensive side of the ball for the Browns. You just bring in a linebacker that's going to be able to step in, do what you ask him to do. And that's getting into the quarterback opposite of Miles Garrett. And you bring in pressure from both sides as well as up the middle and offense is already solid. You don't need much more. You got two running backs. You got two number one wide receivers. You're set on the offensive side of the ball. You got a great offensive line. Like you're fine. Sure up that defensive side of the ball. And Zayvon Collins is a perfect, perfect piece to be able to fill in there. If he's not there and he gets taken earlier, maybe Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa is still there. The linebacker out of Notre Dame, and you can grab him there. So um, that would be cool if they could get him. If not, uh, tr- um, excuse me, Zayvon Collins is is a perfect fit. I mean, yeah. Like I said, Browns don't really need anything else. Uh, the Ravens do need some things, and you have them going wide receiver, Rashard Bateman. I mean, he's kind of been the one. Like, he's been the one that, like, my boy watches football. Yeah, casual fan. I'm getting Instagram DMs from him on the daily, like, yo, did you see what Bateman did today? So, I mean, why, why you got him going to the Ravens? I like the pick, though. I really do, because they need that number one. So, he, hopefully, he can be that guy. He didn't do it. So he opted out at the beginning of the year, and then he opted back in once they said they were having a season. Um, and he didn't necessarily put up the numbers. He did decent. He did decent. I'm not saying he didn't. But Minnesota was kind of had a down year last year. They didn't really have the numbers or put up you know, the wins that they did the previous season. Um, but Rashad Bateman tested out of the waters at his pro day. He did a great job. Um, he, he's another one of those guys, if you want to put somebody opposite of Marquise Brown, who's undersized in a sense you want to put up a guy like Rashad Bateman who's going to go up and get it and that's a perfect compliment to that I see that fitting very well you could take an edge if you're the Ravens the Ravens could use an edge here uh, but I don't see there being very many guys that would be able to fill that role if they're already taken especially when you're there in the late first round I like this one I really yeah. do yeah. Yeah. Bateman yeah, Bateman's a great fit nah, he's a great pick uh, freak athlete uh, I do like it I, I, I really like this pick for the Ravens, especially yeah. since they need that, uh, that like you said, that number one wide receiver to go opposite of uh, Brown. And you got to worry so about Lamar running. You, you got Mark Andrews in the middle. You put him on the outside. I mean, hey, now, now, you, now you're talking. Now we're talking. Uh, number 28, we got Trayvon Morig, you know, to the Saints, safety. <laughs> Listen, CJ. Can we just talk about the Saints and their safeties, bro? Like the Saints and their safeties. Did I say the name wrong? No, I'm just like you try. I'm glad you tried this time, bro. I 
That's that's what I'm. That's what I'm. I, was, uh, I'll tell you I what thought you were laughing at the fact that the Saints' safeties are just trash and have been oh, trash for years. Oh, Malcolm yeah, Dagan's awful. Minnesota bro. miracle, baby. It's just awful. Like like their safeties are have been terrible. That's where they always got beat, and we saw it happen in in the Minnesota game, and that is a problem for them. It's always been a problem for them. Malcolm Jenkins is not the answer. Will never be the answer as your safety. I'm sorry. Maybe like six years ago. And Trevon, <laughs> Trevon Morig is uh, if you if you go after TCU guys, you want to go after their corners and their safeties. Those are their kids that are just absolute ballers. And if you ever watch TCU, their safeties are just hawking all over the field. They just are just running constantly, and it's 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 awesome to watch them be able to do. And Trevon Morick, he did have a back injury at the end of the season. He's still trying to fight through that, so he didn't have the best testing numbers when it came to his pro day. But all that being said, I think he's still a first-round draft pick, especially here late to the Saints. They get their guy that's going to be able to create that havoc like they used to have back in the day, back when they were running, you know, the the pay for pay for knocking out players and Trevon Morig is going to be able to bring that intensity back at that safety position. Without getting paid? Yeah. <laughs> as far as yeah. we know. Yeah. As far as we know, yeah. I don't really know what you want to say about it. Like, we can go back. <laughs> Uh, number 29, you got Christian Barmore going to the Packers. I like this one. I hope Skur is still in here. He can give a little, uh, you know, P- Packers rant. They need help stopping the damn run. <laughs> I, I can't express it enough. They got to stop the run because the running backs in their league and their division are just <laughs> so talented. And they weren't able to stop them. You play Dalvin Cook twice a year. Good luck. Like, uh, yeah, you got run over for over 150 yards both games by Dalvin Cook, and he scored, I think, maybe five, six touchdowns against you guys. Like, you got to be able to try and stop that, and bringing in a defensive lineman, Christian Barmore from Alabama, is a great pickup for them. I don't know. This defensive line, this interior defensive line especially, is not deep. It's not strong this year, but Christian Barmore is head and shoulders above everybody else in that category where he is the pick for the Packers there at 29. Number 30, you got Caleb Farley going to the Bills of Corner. Now, listen, I don't mind it, but I want I, – I don't care that they just signed another running back. I need me some Najee Harris here, bro. I don't know. They they have a good little mix. You know, they're, 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 they're going to be okay at the running back position. They don't need anything special because they've got an elite – They've got a true, true number one wide receiver in Stephon Diggs. They've got um, another wide receiver. Who am I thinking of? Cole um, Beasley. Good yeah, the Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley's good. They also have Zach Boss, um, who is still there and is great as well in his own right. And Gabriel Davis, who, you know, good God, the long ball to that kid. Please give it to me every <laughs> single time. Like, give me Gabriel Davis in, in his second year now, and he's going to be able to hit deep shots all day long. That's fine. He's got weapons. He's fine on the offensive side of the ball, okay? Give them some help in stopping the pass because the teams were able to put up numbers against them. If, like, their defense was not locked. They were the best against the run the previous season. They can sure that up here in this previous season because they bring back a lot of the same guys that they had from two years ago. So they can sure that up hopefully this year, and they need help in the passing game. And that's going to come down to getting them a legitimate corner, which Caleb Farley falling to 30, Jesus Christ. 
But you get Caleb Farley falling that falling that late. That that's a great opposite trade for Davius White. There's yeah. been questions about his torn ACL and his injury history, which is obviously a question mark when it comes to a cornerback, because you've got to be able to keep up with these wide receivers and not be hesitant or you know leaning on that leg to be able to you know keep up with them. The speed of the game so much faster. I thought about putting Asante Samuel Jr. in here. Um, just because that just fits, because because it just fits the the Bills mold of a of a tough you know you know dog type of player which is what the Bills tend to go for. Um, but Caleb Farley I think is a better cornerback overall than Asante Samuel Jr. Even though Asante Samuel Jr. does bring that dog, Caleb Farley can still bring that. So I have him here sitting here with the Bills at thirty. Yeah, and then number 31, you got Jackson Carmen going to the Chiefs tackle. This makes sense to me as well. Obviously, they lost their two starting tackles. Um, they they brought um, – oh, God, I can't think of his name now. Kyle Long and Joe Thune. Yes, Kyle Long. They brought Kyle Long out of retirement. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little curious to see how that one goes. No Thune's obviously good. Me and CJ know that for sure. You still need tackle help, so I, I like this one. You need help all over that offensive line right now. Like, like let's be honest. Uh, after the Bucks exposed your offensive line, albeit you know there's injuries and whatever else, COVID and question marks going on, or whatever else was going on with their offensive line in the Super Bowl. Injuries was obviously one of them. The COVID scare with their center was a different problem or whatever. But you still need help. You know, you need help to be able to protect Patrick Mahomes. I don't think it was as prevalent or you know foreseeable for us in the regular season because Patrick was just able to, you know, make the throws at that time, you know, he was able to make it look better than it actually was. And then you look back at the season and he was pretty much running a lot of the time you get, or out of the pocket, throwing the ball. And that's where you get all the cool, you know, shots or the cool videos and the cool passes, the no looks, which is fine. But you give Patrick Mahomes a little bit more time to do what he needs to do. He wins a Super Bowl. Sorry. Like I'm a Bucks fan, that I was so happy. But like that, that game is completely different. If you have offensive line help, you need this guy. He's a born winner. He's won a national championship at Clemson. He knows what to do. He's very solidified as a guy. He's very average, if you say, in terms of his grades. He, he's sitting right around 80. So he's you know serviceable there, and that's all the Chiefs really need—a serviceable guy. They don't need somebody who's great. Somebody to just help is what they need, and that's where Jackson Carmen fits in. Yeah, uh, I love the pick. And then you know what, Caleb? It's your team. I'll let you finish it out. No, 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 no. Let him, let, let uh, Anthony say say the name. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like I'm gonna. This is the one name I butcher too, so it's okay. Um, oh, we, we love that. We the Bucks at 32 are, are taking Levi Owuzurike. There we go. I killed it. Owuzurike, um, defensive lineman out of Washington. Um, I think this is a steal and a half. A lot of people don't even have him this high up, but this kid is a freak of nature. He didn't really perform well at the senior at the senior bowl. He did okay, but didn't really do what we were expecting him to because he opted out of the season before. I expect him to be much better when he does move over to the NFL side of the ball and gets into that, you know, system and you know work ethic of being in the NFL. He'll be much better now that he's not in college. He's not having to go to class. He's not having these distractions. He'll be much better there in the NFL. Washington defensive lineman. Vita, the Bucks just draft just drafted Vita Vea two two three years ago. Absolute stud. 
Washington produces nothing but studs along the defensive line, whether that's interior, defensive, mostly interior, you know, defensive end sometimes, but mostly interior guys. They know how to produce them. And Indomitian Sue is not getting any younger. He just did sign that one-year deal with the Bucks, but he's not getting any younger. You don't have much behind him. Why not? And they brought back everybody. They brought back all their linebackers. They all brought 22 back starters. They, they, they fran- all 22 starters, first time since the, Ever. what, ni- 1994 when it was implemented that. Uh, you know, it was first uh, time in the Super Bowl salary cap, salary cap era. So, you know, 1994 salary cap was introduced. First time in the salary cap era, so I'm, what, 26? I turned 27 this year. Jesus. So I was born in 1994, so that's a long time for that to be happening. It's the first time ever that that – first time that that, 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 that excuse, excuse me, that that has ever happened um, is pretty amazing. They bring back all 22 starters from a Super Bowl winning team. You don't need depth anywhere else. Your secondary is super young and super depth-worthy. Your linebackers are sitting right there, too. Your offensive, I don't even know what to call it, dude. Your offensive juggernaut that you have right now is completely fine. I don't, you can look at wide receivers so deep, look at running backs deep, look at quarterback, not necessarily deep, but you've got Tom Brady offensive line deep and very extremely great for what we were expecting out of them. Allie Marpet's great. Um, I mean, Donovan Smith's amazing as a, as a left tackle. Um, he, he's great. And they're all great up there on the front. You don't need any help on the offensive side of the ball. Get some depth there right behind Adamic and Sue. You don't know what's going to happen. Maybe injury or maybe, you know, he doesn't produce at the level he has been able to produce at, at later in his career. I think this guy um, is a great fit. He's very physical, knows how to get after the ball. And pairing him with his ex-teammate, what can go wrong? It's <laughs> a great fit. Yes, sir. That's the mock draft. Wow. Caleb. You're a stud for putting that together. Uh, better you than me, I'll say. Uh, it was fun breaking it down, though. Uh, you know, it's it's already been well over two hours, so it's a marathon of an episode. But you know what? It's all worth it. We appreciate everybody sticking around. I really like the mock draft, though. Uh, you know, obviously some, uh, you know, you're gonna have arguments with people no matter who you. Well, now, you now you're gonna know. One. Now you're gonna know some players when you and CJ come on to Saturday standouts oh, and we do the same God. thing. But you guys are gonna be going over to the mock drafts instead of me. It's gonna be gonna be exciting to watch if you guys change anything up from that. Facts. Facts. So there's a couple guys I didn't even, I didn't even know. So I'm definitely gonna look back and uh, do my research and see what's up with a couple of those linemen. Yeah, it took me it took me a good two hours from when I got home. <laughs> Listen, Ant, when you when you do pronounce those words, they should have that little speaker on the side where it says the name. Yeah, listen, that'd be hella cautious. I'm about <laughs> hey, I'm about I'm about to hit him with the hey Siri type of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> she might butcher it too, though. You never know. <laughs> but all right, listen, it's been a marathon. We went over the mock draft. We talked, you know, 17 game schedule, all the the trade draft, uh, the trade. Oh my gosh, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> The draft <laughs> trades. We talked about that as well. Obviously, the mock draft. It was a hell of a show. Uh, Got to shout out the sponsors one more time before we head on out of here. So, if you're into the betting world, go over to my bookie, mybookie.ag. Use code USM100. Doubles your first deposit up to $1,000. If you screenshot it this month using our code, you actually get entered into a David Montgomery signed jersey giveaway. So, make sure you do that. Uh, listen, Yankees ninety over ninety five and a half wins, free money. You're welcome. I'll take ten percent of winnings. Um, 
rxhemp.com rxhemp-usn saves you 10 percent on your entire order cbd creams if you're a little sore from life make sure you go check them out you'll feel brand new in the morning uh teespring teespring.com slash stores slash unwrapped go check out all of the merch uh obviously caleb is rocking his saturday standouts merch uh we got ours the network itself has theirs so make all sure right. you go check give, it give out me, so, give me give me Amber shout out real quick because i've uh, been drinking tonight and i still nailed all these names as Amber <laughs> said great job pronouncing the names you're doing great caleb you really are um but yeah, put some money in our pockets. You know, go over to the Teespring and support the team. Support the team, uh, and then finally the Patreon. If you want to support us in that way as well, one dollar you're letting us know you like what we do. Five dollars you got uh, entered into a gift card giveaway. Ten percent off that store I was just talking about, and then access to our Discord chat. Well, we're talking about everything. You're like an honorary member of the Unwrapped family. Uh, finally, the ten dollar tier. You get everything I just said, except the ten percent discount goes to twenty, and you get. Entered into our signed jersey giveaway. Actually, speaking of Amber, we got our winner from last month. She won the Keenan Allen jersey. So that could be you with David Montgomery. So make sure you go and uh, and subscribe to the $10 tier. Why not? Don't go to McDonald's one day and go over to Unwrapped instead. You can win a jersey. But that's for that. That's that. Eli, I'll let you uh, take it away. What you got for everybody before we go, you can give your shout outs. I have no shout-outs. I'm still banned from Twitter, okay, from all my Eagle slander. <laughs> all right? Still in Twitter. Damn, it's a tough life out here, bro. on Twitter. It's going on a month now, and uh, they still haven't. <laughs> oh, so, my God. Like, Perfect. I could open up the app, and I can see I have zero followers, zero following, but I can see everybody tweet. I can't like tweets, can't retweet nothing, so I just, you know. I just, You're looking through the glass. He's living the dog life. You're the dog pound, bro. I don't want the Twitter because it was like, you know, it was. It took a lot you know, to get You'll be all right, Eli. <laughs> you'll be all right. <laughs> Caleb, what you got for everybody? Um, Yeah, guys. Saturday standouts. Obviously, my show with my boy Sam Daring. He's actually my NFL guy. I'm more of a college guy, so I know a lot more about college. Sam is the NFL side of that. We have our show called Saturday Standouts. Usually every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Pacific. Um, but, you know, tomorrow or tomorrow, Sam's, you know, having his second vaccination shot. So shout out Sam for going ahead and getting that. Um, so we, we just delaying it a day to make sure Sam's in the right, you know, health to be able to do all that. So we wish him the best tomorrow in his shot. So tune into that on Thursday. We're going to be taking ladies first time um, on, on Thursday. So shout out Amber for, you know, giving us that. I hope she has a a good weekend with her family and, and everything like that. I, I hope she has a happy Easter. So that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, we're going to be taking over Thursday at, at I think seven thirty, seven thirty central. Um, so eight thirty um, Eastern time and six thirty or five thirty Pacific time there for Saturday standouts this week. Also got my show with Perry. Keeping it blunt, you know, it's a whole thing of pop culture, sports news. Um, we just get high. If you guys smoke, if any of you guys are watching, you we smoke, we drink. And we just talk pop culture and sports. It's a great time um, with him tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. He's the founder of, you know, this great network that we're able to work for in Unwrapped Sports. So it's a great time with me and him. I know uh, Connie tur- turns tunes in sometimes. CJ does as well. Um, you guys come interact with us. We, we pretty much talk to everybody who comes in the comments. No matter what it is, you got something to say about a certain topic, we bring you in. Um, you know, just chilling with us. Let us know what you're drinking. Let us I know come what you're to piss on Perry. Yeah, and, and you know, Connie comes with his Connie comes with his glass of milk every night, so it's it's You're fun. Goddamn right. 
Um, but yeah, that that's it. And you guys can follow me down there um, at my personal Twitter at CHS and all that you see right there below my name. Um, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Um, it's nice to be on here with Eli too. I, I know I was interacting with him one time um, over the comment section on the hard count, uh, another episode that you guys had. So um, I appreciate <laughs> you guys, nice. man. You guys. <laughs> you said it must, must be, be nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> having that, having that ad down there, it's nice, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you guys are the best. Um, I love tuning into the hard count every Tuesday, man. It's a great time. Appreciate Take you. Away, appreciate you for joining. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for joining, Caleb. Definitely appreciate the uh, Eli as well uh, for tuning in. So, uh, Caleb in his tie, uh, you know, pajamas. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Do I show the people the pajamas? Yeah, show like, the people, bro. Yeah. You had you talking about the elephants, you oh, know? Okay. Look at those, bro. The, the Thailand pants with the elephants on them. Yeah, you can't beat those guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> you guys can find me at uh, c c underscore cj underscore james nine on Twitter. Garden Pot on Instagram. Uh, yeah, man. Just uh, another great episode, with my guy Connie, and uh, just keeping it going. Yes, sir. As for me, uh, of course, shout out Kale for putting that whole shindig together. Uh, obviously, wanted to have Sam on as well, but you know, life is a busy thing. We're going to get Sam and Caleb on at one point because, you know, a little hint, it's a little two part series that we're going to do. You know, we're going to have Caleb and Sam back on, or well, Caleb back on and Sam on uh, eventually, you know, closer to the draft, you know, see how everything gets updated, see if they move anything around. Uh, so that'll be fun. Eli, always a good time having him on as well. CJ, you know, we're what are we six for six now? Seven for seven? Uh, something like that. 100%. <laughs> we got an A plus. That's all I'll say. As for me, uh, Monday's generational sports at seven Eastern. Me and Josh talk about everything. Uh, you know, I'll continue to plug my Trey Wingo interview because uh, I'm annoying and uh, it was a cool moment. So shout out, uh, shout out the shout out the pod. Uh, make sure you go check that out. That's seven Eastern. That's available everywhere. Obviously, me and CJ do this every Tuesday. We switched it from 10 to 9, you know, for our East Coast folk, even though, you know, it's still 1140. Um, make sure you go and you check us out every Tuesday. And then Thursday, I have Backstop Banter as well with me and Michael Lawson. We're doing everything baseball. The season starts this Thursday. So it is going to be a wonderful time in the baseball world. We're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. Yankees about to start off the season one and zero behind Daddy Garrett Cole. You know how you know how it goes. So, so be like relax. Calm down, bro. Calm down. You don't know what you, you don't know what you're talking about. Have the best Any, Hello, listen. we have the best pitching league. Hello. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, but backstop banter, ten Eastern. Make sure you check that out. Uh, Anthony Connor underscore is my personal Twitter. Gen Z Sports for the pod. And then Anthony underscore Conover on Twitch as well, baby. So make sure you check me out everywhere. I'm all over the place. But as we said, it's been a while, two hour, over two hours. It was a hell of an episode. We went over everything with Caleb. I appreciate everybody for tuning in, and if, especially if you stayed with us. But uh, that's all we got. We'll see you next week.